Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Dealt with the parting up around the College Road, Magazine Road, Connacht Avenue, areas like that yesterday morning on the programme and you heard it in the news there a while ago. Residents are really and really peed off because there was at least 300 of them on the roads and there was no stopping them. God knows what was going in at the houses. The guards were there. It's picked up in the examiner this morning and they have a chapter and verse on Freshers Week and Sophomore Week as well because you've got two different parties going on. Those that couldn't have one last year and the arrivals into first year this year. So the headline of the examiner says residents in fear as up to the 300 students gather. Uh, more on that throughout the course of the morning. But they also say in the mail today, the one in three students are struggling with living costs. Now, there'll be those out there saying, would you give me a break? There'll be a few tutting saying, depends on what they're spending their money on, I suppose. But hundreds of thousands of college students worry about money, while more than the third struggle to afford living expenses. And they won't be helped by the cut in pop payments. It's announced last week, of course, but today is the first day when you'll see the reduction coming through. So the top rate goes from 300 to 350 to 300, and the 300 uh, gets reduced as well uh, to 250, and from 250 then down to uh, uh, to 203. So McBarry, the Solidarity TD, clearly says that that's very unfair on people who have no jobs to go back to yet. But the pop payment reductions actually kick in today, and that includes for part-time work, and that includes for college students and everything. But if they were on 350, they'll be on 300. Uh, Meanwhile, because of issues related uh, to uh, COVID, I don't know whether or not this can be tied in or not, but the increase in sex assaults and drug cases in Cork makes the examiner today because they've been on the rise in the first eight months of the year compared to the same period um, in uh, 2020. Uh, I think that to some extent, of course, there might be a little bit more freedom this year than there was last year for people to to move around and what have you. Um, certainly not freedom from issues regarding our health service. 60 on uh, trolleys in Cork University Hospital. Uh, Limerick had 61, but Cork had 60. And then uh, when you add up the amount of people on hospital trolleys across the country, yesterday, 464. So do you notice how old stories are coming back? They never went away, but much of the dominance of COVID now has been replaced by um, you know, the burden on our health system and coming up with some sort of a winter plan to deal with everything else that will happen with regards to falls, trips, injuries, sickness, disability and what have you uh, that needs treatment over the winter. Um, the event centre, I know, it's even mortifying to talk about it. It won't be built this year, we know that. And highly unlikely at all at all that it'll be even started next year. So it could be 2023 at this stage. And the final decision now is not with any of the players here. Like, it's not City Council. It's not BAM uh, or anybody like that. It's actually to do with Live Nation in Los Angeles. They need to sign the dotted line. Now, they're hopeful that it will happen. Um, but the headline from On English in the Examiner this morning says, Cork Event Centre Fate in Hands of LA Bosses. Uh, so it's a bit of a question mark when you see a headline like that as to which way that will go. Uh, Graham Dwyer um, makes the papers stick because he continues to try to get out of jail. Um, and the Supreme Court now has blocked his uh, bid to get a European court to allow him to be released on the basis of data privacy issues. You might remember uh, that uh, this man, uh, this killer, took the life of Elena O'Hara in 2012 um, and they used um, data from his mobile phone 
Um, and that was part of the reasons why he was found guilty and prosecuted. And he's saying that that's a data breach and he hasn't given up on that. It's a front page in the mail today. Papers also this morning talk uh, of, uh, da- like, if you were to read this headline in the examiner, you couldn't be mistaken if you thought you were reading something from the 1800s. This report that talks of the growing divide uh, in, you know, uh, you know, those that have and those that have not. The gap in wealth, those that have somewhere to live, those that don't, those that are living in uh, overcrowded inadequate housing, those that are living in emergency accommodation. Back years ago, the emergency accommodation would be, say, for instance, poor houses. So you see, in some ways, nothing has changed. And then, if, for instance, you have an issue uh, with the television license fee, which uh, goes to RTE, it's €160, and it's on top of all of the other services that you might be paying for. You might be paying for Netflix. You might be paying for Prime. You might have other kind of services that I'm not even aware of. But they're saying in the papers this morning that uh, some people have no problem at all paying for Netflix because you can't watch it if you don't pay for it. But they have a big problem paying uh, the license fee because you can still watch television without paying the license fee. So much so that TV license dodgers um, are now uh, attacking the inspectors. Uh, Appalling verbal attacks at the door, apparently. Um, And apparently in Ireland now, there are copycat verbal attacks, which started on Facebook and originally started in the UK. And they're saying in the papers this morning that people find the money for things like Netflix, but they're slow to pay the television license fee. They probably say, I don't watch RTE. I just watch Netflix. Why should I pay them if I'm not watching them? So that's an interesting one, actually, with regards to license inspectors going around getting grief on the door. Because they say that people are getting angrier, tetchier, or more short tempered these days. What's it got to do with? Has it got to do with like 18 months for many people of hell? Has it got to do with being asked questions about COVID certs and vaccination status as you go about? Is it masks? But people are getting a lot more short tempered apparently. I do not know this show that's dominating the red tops today. It's called Kin. Half a million watched it. But there are those now that's saying that it's a disgrace and RT should pull it because it just glorifies gangland crime. Haven't seen it, so I can't say anything about it, but there's a Dublin Lord Mayor who is amongst people who say that it should be axed and cancelled. It's interesting, actually, because uh, they've said the same about love-hate. That was very different. That far from glorified what was going on in gangland world. It It didn't glorify it at all. I mean, they were just full of worry, paranoia, uh, you know, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, fear. There was no happiness in that one. It gave a very, very gri- gripping, vivid picture of what it must be like to be somebody caught. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't so much people caught in the throes of drug abuse, but drug dealers themselves. And Michael O'Leary warns the uh, papers this morning, including the Mirror says, he says that foreign holidays are going to cost a hell of a lot more. And he's telling people now to uh, uh, book early for next summer because there'll be dramatically higher prices as the pandemic eases. Somebody posted something on TikTok this morning saying, it costs me 70 euro to get the train to Dublin but I can get a flight to Morocco for 9 euro. So O'Leary is saying those days may be coming to an end. If you want a Garth Brooks song uh, just before midday today, just like we played a Baccarat song yesterday, then you can text which Garth Brooks song you would like to hear 
text 0868104106 because uh, after seven years of breaking our hearts with cancelled gigs, apparently Garth Brooks is coming back to Ireland. Now, uh, it'd be much better if it was gigs in Parky Cueve, but it looks like 2022 he will do three shows at Croker. So, Brooke, who's back is the story making the mirror today. You can choose what song we'll play out. And actually, and you know, I was talking about Never Give Up uh, with regards to Emma Raducanu and others like her who were told, you know, stick to the books, give up tennis and, you know, get an education. Apparently, information has just been released now that Victoria Beckham, when she auditioned for the Spice Girls, just scored five marks out of ten for her singing. And apparently, her dancing didn't impress either nor did her personality. She always strikes me as very kind of kind of quiet and like odd. So maybe that's the personality side of it. But as to her singing and her dancing, she scored very badly, but they still put her in the band and it still worked out for her in the end. You might want to also bear in mind, I'd love to get your thoughts on, you know, because we were talking yesterday about Christmas advertising and shops already getting stuck into Christmas and we haven't even been through Halloween yet. But supply chain experts are now saying that parents should order their Christmas presents now or anything bulky like electrical goods, audio equipment, stuff that you might need to buy because there's going to be an awful lot of disappointment because of transportation issues around the world. There just ain't enough containers out there to bring stuff here. Now, Santa Claus will do his thing, but for everybody else, apparently, you might want to start thinking about booking and buying or at least putting deposits or getting the uh, supply chain order in because it could be April or May before it arrives. The Neil Prenderville Show. So now you're up to date. Uh, There's one or two other things that I'll come back to this morning. Uh, One or two stories related to cats and dogs and stuff like that. But can I start with birds, if you don't mind? Oh, incidentally, traffic's very heavy in the Cars Hill area following an earlier incident that's now been cleared. There was a road traffic accident there, so hopefully everybody's okay. But um, I only learned overnight that Frankie Flaherty, the Birdman of Dawn Square, who's been feeding the pigeons there for over four years, has now been told, apparently, and we're checking with council to find out why, he's been told that there was a complaint in against him for feeding the birds because by feeding the birds, they're pooing everywhere and the feathers are going everywhere. So by all accounts, a litter warden came along and I'm being told that the litter warden told him to stop feeding the birds. Now, I'll talk to Frankie in a couple of minutes, but if you missed it on the programme sometime, back. Seamus Whelan went down just to meet with Frankie the Birdman of Dawn Square and it's lovely to hear him chatting with Seamus but also all of the little sounds and ambience of Cork City that's going on in the background. Frankie Flaherty, the Birdman of Dawn Square. My name is Franco Flaherty and I'm from um, Gronenbrough, a school place in Gronenbrough and uh, I'm down here every morning just to feed the pigeons. Well not every morning, some mornings and uh, I enjoy doing it and um, I get my corn from uh, Eddie O'Farty's pet shop in the Northland Street and he's always been very kind about this because you know where it's going to go. I was here one day and I got an old bread bun and I just threw it out from and I had a couple of uh, crumbs in me, what's the name of it? Oh yeah! And I had a couple of crumbs in my hand and up they came and so I said I'd get a bit of corn the next day. When I got the corn, it started from then. Hello, cattle! This is the radio, Lagerie. Yeah, I was, yeah. I don't know what you say. No, it's Frankie with the best for the best report. So there you are. And, um, so I just enjoy doing it, OK? Because I like wildlife in general. I was out in Africa for 14 months. Out in Kenya before independence and after independence. And when I was out there, I was in heaven. Wildlife and everything else. I, I was doing a lot of things in Kenya, but I wouldn't, you know, I just did to keep that alone, OK? There's a pile down here now. There's a pile down here now in what's name in Bishop Lucy Park. 
and then they do your pile there but they all come up sometimes they all come up You're, most of them know not to come up in Bishop Lucy Park and are they they all the same family they're all or? the same they're all feral they're known as feral and do you, do you know them by name I wouldn't <laughs> all of them Jesus never never <laughs> Or would you recognise any of them from I wouldn't recognise them because they all look the same. But sometimes there'd be a couple of racing pigeons there. And a few people then from the north side, Granabrock, come down here. And if they saw a good one there, they have a way of catching them. I buy through the sea, they go down. Once there's a, what's it, a ring, you know, a ring on the, on the, on the leg. Take them back. One bloke, no, that comes down here. And he was there, he took two pigeons from here. They both had rings. They're flying to him now. You know, pigeon people, they can tell good pigeons, you know. And this is it then. Watch this though. So how many would you say? I said yeah, there's about 800 pigeons there now at the moment. And is that a normal flock yes, for yes, you? Yes, or yes, or no, yeah, small? Yeah, most of them don't have to come up from Bishop Lucy Park. You know, and some people don't go to Bishop Lucy Park, people don't there feed them too, you know. Yeah. The odd person goes in with a bit of loaf of bread or something like that, you know. I've so, seen them, seen yeah. them waiting for you here this morning as well. Oh, I that's came. right. Well, they wait, they wait, and they know. They have intelligence too. They know what's coming. And as soon as they come round there with this bike, they just straight on top of me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friend. How are you Hello, keeping? Hello, Aiden. How are you, boy? And money? <laughs> Busy? <laughs> So what do you get from it with the, with the birds feeding like this? Uh, I get great satisfaction out of doing it. And I love doing it. Anything to do with wildlife, I love doing it. But even when I would take a walk up now with the dogs, up, up to the fields, I'd bring up a loaf of bread for the swans. I just love to see it. I, love, I just love wildlife. And what do people make of you? And they say, they well, you just call me the birdman and that's it. <laughs> Some say they come up, but um, there's people now come up with their children. And then they get their photograph taken, you know, with the, feeding the boy, give them a bit of cotton and feed it. But you have to be very careful then too that you don't scratch your child. Because you know yourself, we don't know where they are perched that night. You know what I'm talking about. And you, you've been into pigeons before, you raced them? Oh, we, we, we had pigeons one time when we were on the brother there, Pat. He had, he had pigeons one time. And uh, they just, when, when they start building up, we had to get rid of them. We had to get rid of the lobs, you know, because, you know, we held properly in like that, you know. All right, bye. That's one of the nicest pieces of audio that I've heard in many, many years because it's cork to the core. Frankie joins me by phone. Frankie, good morning. Hang on a second. Let me get my act together here. Can you hear me now, Frankie? Hello, Niall. How are you getting on? Marvellous. Uh, listen, what happened anyway? Did some? Well, did, did, did one of the wardens have a chat with you? Well, one of the wardens came along to me when I was feeding him, Neil. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? he said to me, look, he said, I know he said that you enjoy doing this. Yeah. He said, but I was just told that you have to stop doing it because there was a, couple, a complaint came in. There was a complaint came in from one of the shops saying that there was feathers and poo everywhere. Yeah, and is there? Yeah, I wouldn't think so, Neil, no. because I tell you now, the Cork City Council blocks, the cleaners around the city, they make a great job and this place is spotless. They do. And I tell you, after feeding the boards and when they're gone, there's nothing there, Neil. And he was, he was quite nice about it, the poor old yeah, warden. I mean, he, he oh, didn't want to... Very, nice, very yeah. nice, He didn't want to be doing it, like, but... I, he, I say he didn't want to be even doing it. He didn't even want to come near the place. Yeah. Because it would get... Yeah, like, firstly, what, what's your routine usually like? Is it every day? When do you... Well, 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 Niall, if I feel like going down there to feed him, I leave here to do a bit of shopping, and I get a bag of seed off Eddie, Eddie O'Flaherty, and then off Main Street, in the pet shop. 
and I feed the birds and I just sit there and enjoy doing it. And they come from all over, a and lot of them. They come from all over the place. Yeah, I heard that. Bishop Lucy Park is one of the places that they come That's from. Right, and, yeah. and And how long would you stay there then? Only about uh, maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And a lot of people gather to watch. I'd say oh, kids they go over there and then they get their program taken with the children. Uh, or give them a bit of cotton and the lands on their hands, you know. And they used to really enjoy doing it. And you get their photograph taken. Other people from different nationalities used to always come over, you know. Ah, uh, you loved and, it. And yeah. you loved it. Yeah, because you love wildlife, but you love people as well, and you love oh, chatting yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah, I've got great time for most people. So what's what's going to happen now? I don't know, but I may say I'm only, only hoping that, that when you highlight it, I might get back there. Yeah. Only for 50, it's only for 10 or 15 minutes, Niall. Because the council workers do super work. I mean, I've oh, often seen. Fantastic work. I've fantastic. often seen the city centre after a you know a weekend yeah. night, and the That's next right. morning it's completely blitzed and spotless. And they right. were they were cleaning up, weren't they, for yeah, you? Yeah, they're cleaning up everything. Dawn Square to be immaculate and everything else. And they're great guys. They're a great bunch of blokes. Yeah. Um, are you going to continue, or what are you going to do? I'm going to continue feeding them. I'm going to go down there this morning, and I'm going to feed them this morning. What time? I'll be down there now in about, in about an hour's time. Yeah, yeah. And when you leave then, at what stage would the workers come along and give the place a wash? Well, well they, when I go down there some mornings, they have, they've already been there. Because you know yourself, get him up at the dawn. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're great guys. Like, they never complain, never say nothing. Did the warden say what would happen if you continued to feed the pigeons? That's right, you get a fine of 100 euros. Right, okay. So, yeah. yeah, you could ill afford that, like. No, no. I mean, it is very wrong, Niall, because you know yourself, the pigeons were there before these people ever came along on this planet. I mean, say the pigeons were always there. And it's great seeing flying around and fox and everything in the city. No pollution, no nothing or anything else. I mean, say, what, what harm am I doing with them with, with, down there? No harm. And just people, they're, they're just greedy people. Yeah, I'm just wondering whether they might feel that customers can't get in and out of their shops because there's oh, pigeons yes. flying all over the place. No, it's only yeah, ten. No, it's not even like that, Niall. It's Niall. only ten, ten or fifteen minutes a morning, is it? Yeah, that's all. That's all I do. Yeah, but I mean, say the only thing about you don't see the pigeons flying at people in, in doors or anything else. I tell you, no, Neil, there's something very wrong going on there. So would you? Pay the fine or refuse to pay it? Uh, you go to court? I, or? I, I, I tell you now, gospel truth, I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't pay it at all. Right. And I'd go, I'd go to court and I would tell the judge, yes, I'm talking to you. And what would you say to him, what you've just I said to me? The judge is in the name of God, what's happening in society? I'm feeding boards, wildlife, well, what's wrong? A bit of, if there's a bit of poo, there's so, so what? The corporation blokes come along, they're great guys, as I said, and they'll clean the place and wash it. They never complain to me. Yeah, yeah. And actually, in fairness, the poor old little warden didn't want to be doing that either, but it's and part of the job. he didn't want job. to be doing that either. Yeah. Because yeah. he was a decent guy. And is he the kind of guy, is he the chap that will have to come back and give you the fine then? Well, I suppose he'd have to come back and give you a fine, yeah? He'd be only doing his job, Nile. Yeah. And are you on a pension then? I am, yeah. Yeah. And let's say if you stopped doing it, you know... That would you, that would get you down, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I'd like to carry on, you know. But uh, well, no, nothing gets me down, Nile. I mean, say, that's disappointment in life, and you get we all got disappointments in life. What about if you move to the Peace Park or well, by, I mean, no, by I the Republican the Memorial? By yeah, the... I wouldn't go down there. I wouldn't like to destroy that place either. But I mean, say inside the Peace Park, there'd be a load of pigeons there, and I was down there no yesterday feeding the pigeons in the Peace Park. 
Right. So because, you're feeling, uh, yeah. the little warden suggested that to me. No, and I'm he just said, wondering, you know, if we could maybe broker some kind of a deal that, you know, okay, leave Dawn Square and go to, you know that area there by the, by the monument, the Republican monument? That's right. What about there? It's a big courtyard area. I, I know, yeah, but I, I like to keep that place clean. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, say, it wouldn't be fair, like, I mean, say, they could be landing on the statues there and pouring all over the business and that, and that's not fair, like, you know. And actually, it is it is the Republican monument, and it's a, it's a brilliant landmark here in Cox, I think. Yeah, yeah. You have a seat there, don't you, on Dawn Square? Oh, I have a seat there, no, yeah. yeah. How long have you been doing it? For about four years, over four years now. All right, all weather? Oh, I would come down in the winter, the summer, spring, you name it, I'm there. I thought it was the loveliest story when I heard you were doing it. I'm very disappointed if it comes to an end, I have to say. Because yeah, it's one of those things, it. you know, it's one of those things that we love about Cork, you know, that kind of, yeah. you know, nostalgic. Yeah, I yeah. love the, you know, the, the audio that we played there of you. You seem to know an awful lot of people passing. Oh, uh, by the people. Yeah. Giving you the banula, giving you oh, the. Oh, I got hello. great friends. I got great friends here in Cox and uh, Nile. And I wasn't even, you know, they're, they're great people. And they're very decent people. And people often come over and give me a bag of seeds. They might go into, you know, the, 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 the shop there, what do you call it? Diesel sort of. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the place there, and they go in and get a couple of bags and they bring it over to me, you know? Yeah, I suppose the old bag of corn is cheap enough, is it? It's cheap enough. There's no problem there. And also, no you, look, come here, the pigeons would miss you, never mind the people of yeah. Cork. And now, actually, the funny thing about it now, when you come down, uh, you know, Castle Street, and you come right near the dance square, the pigeons they even know me, and they come down straight away, you know. <laughs> they know you. They come down in flocks. They recognise you. Yeah. Yeah. You must be very upset. Well, we have a call in now to the Environment Department at Cork City Hall just to see where they're at with this. Uh, I don't know what their response will be, but it would be great if they just backed off and let you get on with what you do because people yeah. love it, you know. I know, yeah, because it's only 15 minutes now, you know. But some business has put in a complaint, you see, so they have to, they have to, um, they have to act on it. That's right. So listen, let's see what they have to say in response. But are you going feeding them this morning? I go down out this morning and get a bag of seed off any of in the pet shop in the North Main Street. What time and will I you go- be there at? Huh? What time will I'll you be, be there? I'll be, there. I'll be there. What time will I be there at? Yeah. I'll be there about, uh, what time is it now? Nine? Half nine. Just half past nine. I'll be there about quarter past ten. All right. Okay. I don't know if Seamus is free maybe to go down again, maybe about quarter past ten, and just see see what happens when you start feeding them this morning, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, you know, before Seamus comes down, I met him now before. He's a great guy, too. Yeah. Just like yourself. Yeah. But, um... Uh, um, I'll I, I, I go down there, but I just need to put the card out and then I kind of bail out, you know. Why is, what are you saying to me? Are you afraid? Uh, no, 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 I'm not afraid. Like, yes, I'm afraid of nothing, Neil. It's just that, um, you know, he might be better off, like, for a while until we get this thing sorted out. All right, okay. Well, we'll keep our powder dry so and we'll leave you off this morning and I'll wait a response from them. You're not interested in moving to another spot, do you yeah, say? Yeah, no, right, right. Square. Yeah, Everybody right. knows in Don Square. I know. Listen, our freedom is gone in this country, you know? It looks like it, Niall, yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like it. In all fairness, like, what harm are you doing? You're only no, having... Um, you know, it's a beautiful sight. It's a wonderful thing. The pigeons love it. The people of Cork love it. The kids love it. It's great for your mental health. In all fairness, like, give us yeah. a break. Yeah. All right, we'll chat later and see what they have to say. All right, pa- Frankie? Right. Now, I'll say one thing to you now before I go away. Go ahead. Uh, you're a great guy. 
And I know that you've done great things for people here in Cork City. You're very kind. You're I know very you, kind. you, I mean, I, I, look, I listen to your programme all the time, and you do, you, you have done outstanding things for people. Well, so have you, I because... You, I've got great regards for you. And I have for you, Frankie. I absolutely do. It's a pleasure knowing you. I'll talk to you later, all right? Right, God bless you. Cheers for now, boy. Take Thank care. You very Take much. care. Why do you think of that like? Is that bureaucracy gone mad? Um, notwithstanding that some business, who, if they wish, can get in touch, I would love to know whom. Text 0868104106 on your thoughts on that. The Birdman of Dawn Square has been told to move on. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. I actually think it's a bit daft really when the law is the law and should apply to everybody as Anthony says in a text there I'll come back to you. You can have 300 students partying and gathering and stopping traffic and shouting and roaring causing mayhem year in year out and at the weekend 300 of them in one party alone on the streets and not one single fine or one single arrest and you have a gentleman who's feeding the pigeons for 10 or 15 minutes of a morning uh, and lots of people love the sight of it. So what if there's a few feathers and bird poo? The City Council Sanitation Department are brilliant. They absolutely blitz the city and it'd be spotless again. But yet he can be told, if you do it again, you'll get a 100 euro fine. It's absolutely insane. I mean, that isn't an example of the law working for everybody. In fact, John and Cove says, our freedom is gone in this country. Does the business who complained own the ground? Where the birdman feeds the pigeons? I sincerely doubt it. It's public ground, says John in Cove. Keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106 and I'll respond, we'll respond to it again when I get some uh, update from Cork City Council. I feel sorry for the poor old uh, little warden. I really do because it's a, he hadn't the energy nor the appetite nor the want uh, to be given that kind of news to, uh, to, um, uh, was fortunate man, he really didn't, but still and all, we'll come back to it when we get some updates on it. Meanwhile, uh, shame on the business, outrageous. Is that what we're becoming? Leave the birdman be, says Shiona. Another one, that poor man, no harm anyone, not harming anyone. I've stood with them many times with my children, and it's great, uh, unlike a lot of the terrible things that go on in town regularly, that are never fined or no one is ever approached. I, for one, am all for the birdman. Uh, feed the birds, uh, tuppence a bag. What was that? Was that from Mary Poppins? Anyway, lines open on that 104. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 1850104106. Yes, just talking of the 300 that gathered up around the college for um, Freshers Week, and it'll be followed by Sophomore Week, which will be the second years who didn't get to party last year, will be partying this year. I don't want to spoil anybody's fun. And I understand that it's a rite of passage, but the residents really, year in, year out, are absolutely blue in the face with it. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And, uh, I decided yesterday, we decided yesterday we would talk with Nicole Ryan. Now, her brother Alex, and I remember covering the story at the time, the death of her brother Alex Ryan, who died after taking an N-bomb, which is a synthetic drug. God knows what they put into those tablets. He was at a house party. I think it was in Greenmount in January of 2016. Um, and I, I will go through some more of that in a, in a few minutes' time. But I know that Nicole has been visiting dozens of schools all over the country speaking to students, trying to raise awareness of the dangers of drugs, particularly the synthetic drugs. There could be anything in those synthetic drugs, including rat poison and even things like piano wire cleaner, those kind of fluids, uh, toxic stuff. Um, and she actually joins me by phone, one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. So, Nicole, good morning. Hi, good morning, Neil. You know something, in spite of you visiting... Dozens and dozens and dozens of schools speaking to students, probably fifth years and sixth years. They then go on to college and things only seem to be getting worse. 
Um, well, I I don't know really. How can you really tell that? Um, they do go to college, and college is a very exciting time for students. Um, I can't visit every single school in Ireland every year. I know. So I know it's tough. I suppose. But do, um, do you accept that the carry on, say, for Freshers' Week and Rag Week and Sophomore Week, that it's just got out of control? I think it's always been that way. Um, it's just kind of brought it more into light because the residents are complaining more. Um, I've lived down on Glashine Road, which is just by College Road, and I've experienced you know, students being students, essentially. Yeah. Um, I can understand, you know, the both sides of the story here because we forget that students had a very tough time over the last couple of years, especially with COVID. And, you know, the minute they get a bit of freedom, here we are again bashing them, um, which is not fair, but it's also not fair. And the residents who live there um, that are living on College Road, which is predominantly a mm. college student accommodation mm. area. Mm. Mm. Well, we saw what was going on on the streets or on the roads um, Many, many students, uh, a lot of them looked as if they were on a lot more than just alcohol. Would you agree? I didn't see the students myself, so right. I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to comment on that. Well, they look, they look a bit wild and demented, you know. Alcohol can also do that too, yeah, you know. So yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> But there's a good chance that they are taking stuff other than just drink. Uh, I heard yesterday that perhaps they're also adding methadone to the alcohol. Did you ever hear that? Um, personally, I didn't. Um, but they, they could well be. But it's the same as anybody going out on a Friday, Saturday night in town. The amount of people who are in the 30s, 40s that are taking drugs as well. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, but it's kind of... They kind of don't go nuts the way that they seem to be going nuts up around the college yeah maybe not maybe some do some don't again like I say it's very hard for me to comment on things like this that I haven't seen personally what do you actually say to the students then when you go to see them do you tell them the story of Alex I do yeah I give them a play by play of the story I kind of talk through some of the drugs that they would come across in their kind of demographic of age Give them some of the information about them. Um, we do demonstrations, all that kind of stuff. And they kind of, I think they definitely learn from it. But again, I think colleges can do more on drug awareness um, within the colleges for the students. Because a lot of the time, if they don't hear it in school, they go to college and they might not hear it there either until they experience or find out themselves. So when you talk to them, do you... Okay, you, you go through because... He was, he was six foot seven. He was a big man. He was a gentle giant and he was very, very popular. And you, you tell him that and you tell him that he was at a, a house party in Greenmount, I think, wasn't it, at the time with others? Yeah. 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 Uh, and and that they, they took the end bomb? Yeah. Yeah. He took the end bomb and, yeah, just play by play what happened, how he went into the hospital and how it just, within like a split decision, you know, he was gone in a sense. And that in the wake of that, not only ruined his life but you know everybody else's life but at the same time like my brother took the drug willingly it was his own choice all of these students have that choice too you know and that's something they need to remember but none of them obviously think that they're going to die because my brother never thought he would die and it's the kind of destruction that it leaves in the wake of that that I don't think young people kind of realise because of course their brains are developing. They don't really know consequences or understand consequences that well yeah. just yet. Yeah. 
So it's kind of hard for them to imagine that, you know, if I go out with my friends tonight, we're getting, we're having a party, we're taking drugs, like tomorrow we're going to wake up and it's going to be fantastic and we're going to have stories to tell. But sometimes that doesn't happen That's and, you know, you won't wake up. It, it was a case that they really didn't know what they were taking, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was missold, which is something that is happens all the time. Because others took it as well, and remember some of the witnesses um, uh, gave evidence at the at the inquest. Do you talk to them about that, about the others, the broken glass, the smashed mirrors, the, the blood, the dancing? Um, no, I don't, because no. I, I wouldn't... The inquest, there was a lot of things that came out in the inquest that the other people that were there had lied, so I wouldn't talk to them about other people. Okay. So I've never spoken to them myself. You just deal with what happened to your brother and... Exactly. The, the cutting short of... Do they ask you questions then? Of course they do. They always ask questions. Um, you know, some of them are very chatty, others are kind of quiet. It's quite a hard story and a harrowing story for them to hear. Um... But yeah, they ask all sorts of questions, you know, from, you know, if you mix things or CPR or, you know, what happened to your brother, what happened to the inquest, what happened, was anybody charged, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and of course there there, there wasn't in, in that case, nor in the, I don't know whether there was in the case two years later of, wasn't it Michael Carnaccia who overdosed on fentanyl? Do you, do you recall that? Um, he was 16, he was six, I don't know. He was 16 he years old. Yeah. Overdose on fentanyl or not? Yeah, Again, yeah. I don't know the results of that case. But at the time of the inquest, I do recall the coroner saying that there had to be more done, more drug awareness education in schools, the health service needed to do more, the Gardaí. Did any of that happen after the inquest into your brother's death? No, I have not seen it happen since. Um, not to this date at the moment. It's all still relatively the same as it was two years ago. And did you go back to college then um, to study? I did. I went back to UCC in 2017 and I am just graduating this this uh, October or October, November. Why did you, you change from engineering to addiction counselling? Was that as a direct result of your brother's death? Yeah, it would have been. It wouldn't have been something that I had considered prior to this happening but obviously when it happened I decided to really throw myself in it and put my money where my mouth was yeah 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 so what yeah. are we going to do year in year out do you think with, with experimental students um, is it is it a right rite of passage and that the, you know that the, ne- the residents will just have to put up with it well I think colleges can do more in space of education in the space of awareness Parents can also do more in the space of awareness. Educating themselves to be able to educate their ch- children is also very helpful and useful. But it's it's more of a community type approach. It can't just be on one person or on one organisation or like everybody has to kind of come collectively together to kind of help. One of the things we heard yesterday from an awful lot of people is that they should be fined or arrested if they misbehave like that. Now, whether that might be the carry-on at at the lock during the summer or whatever, or the carry-on now uh, as part of Freshers' Week. Um, But that's slow to happen, isn't it? To to fine a student who could have some sort of a criminal conviction for their life then, you know? Exactly. It is slow to happen. It's quite unfair because, you know, the student could be at the wrong place, wrong time in that moment, you know, and then all of a sudden they have a criminal conviction. Their life is kind of, it's harder as you go through life with a criminal conviction like that. Um, Fines, of course, but again, who's going to process them? You know, who's going to go through all of that rigmarole? You know, we need better solutions than that. Because if there was fines there, there are fines there right now and Mm. it's not deterring people, so... Mm. 
something mm. else has to be done. And what was Alex's plan? Do you know when he would finish college and get a job? What what did he intended to do? He had taken a year out actually, so he had decided what he wanted to do after leaving cert. So he was living and working in the city, and he wanted to go to CIT the following year. He wanted to do something with computers. He's like really good at computers, kind of that way. So he was kind of decided, okay, computer science, something like that was going to suit him. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's absolutely tragic. There isn't a day goes by that you don't think of him. I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Mm. Um, yeah. For sure. Okay, well, listen, do stay in touch, Nicole. Thanks so much and continue success with the difference you're making at school level anyway. You have set up a new uh, new, new company, I believe, have you? I have, yes, uh, addiction counselling. So myself and my co-founder, we've set up a new um, addiction counselling service between the two of us. So yeah, that just launched today. What's it called? <laughs> uh, person-supported therapy. Person-supported therapy. Yep, that's the one. Dot IE? Dot com. Dot com. Good for it. Good for you. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Stay in touch. Lovely to catch up. Thank you so much Thank for taking you. the Take call. Care. Cheers. Nicole Ryan, brother, our sister of uh, the late Alex Ryan. Lines open 1850-104-106. Text 0868-104-106. Back after the break. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at NeilRedFM. 104 to 106 Red FM. Yes, indeed. Text 0868-104-106. Huge response yesterday by text to everything we were talking about with, it all started actually with the coloured in uh, cross with Jesus on it and the kids, five-year-olds being told to uh, colour in the cross and colour in Jesus and to paint in Mary at the end of the cross crying. So an awful lot of texts on that, a huge amount of, we'll come back to them throughout the course of the morning. But I just want to stay for a second or two with the Birdman of uh, Dawn Square. So uh, here go down there this morning now and uh, wait and see what happens. And, you know, we'll also wait and see if we can get a response from City Council with regards to, you know, him being told that if he goes there again and feeds the birds, he'll get a 100 euro fine. Uh, Michael, good morning. Mick the Frick. What do, you, do you know him? I do. I know him. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't know him well normally, but I know him. I met him, I met him through something else. Like, you know, I know yeah, him. Yeah. Sort of, boy, like, yeah, and in a car, know, in a car kind of a way. Yeah. 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 We know yeah. each other. And what, and what, do you, what do you make of what they said to Frankie? That if he feeds them again, he'll get a 100 euro fine. Uh, but you did, and Neil, I wouldn't surprise me, you know what I mean? You'd be afraid to cough, you know what this is. I did, like, I, I, you know, I'm forever on about our freedom is gone, Neil. And we're doing nothing about it, that's my opinion. You know in, what I mean? In, can, in what way is our freedom gone? Neil, like, we're doing all this COVID, like, but, so when are they going to blame next year if the COVID is gone? They'll come up with something else, Neil. Well, this has nothing to do with COVID. This has to do with the company no. saying there's bird poo and feathers everywhere. Yeah, but should it be Bob Cronin feathers on over the place? I can't see that. Like, he's not, he's not there constantly, you know what I mean? So what's he doing? There's a lot of people get their forest statement. I might know the birds will be flocking, but sure. That's, no, and he likes, he's like even pubs and that, I think, all culture is gone. That's my opinion. Yeah, but what, where, where are you at with the pubs now? You mean, oh, for the non-vaccinated? Yeah, not long that. Yeah, but it's freedom of choice, kind of neat. It's freedom of choice. You had to take it. You don't. But, like, I mean, you could be looking in the window, but that's, that'd be my choice. You know what I mean? That's grand. But I just think the crack has gone out of pubs. But only temporarily, though. I, I, no, I wouldn't think so, neither. I think a lot of pubs will suffer. Interesting text coming in out here. Frankie is my, I'll read them out in a minute, but one or two of them says uh, things like, the man is clearly loved by all those who know him. It's a case that the council clean it every morning. Would it be possible to coordinate the cleaning at a certain time to allow him to feed the pigeons and then clean it directly afterwards? That's a solution, isn't it? 
It is a solution, Annie, but no, I just think... Somebody else saying, feck off and leave the man alone. Yeah, well, losing every bit of cockiness as well, Neil, you know what I mean? You'd be afraid to say anything, or, you know, use your own lingo or whatever, you know, in future they'll probably pull you over some of the cock slang will be the next thing. Why is that? Why is that? You think in the woke society that what you say is no longer acceptable, is it? Having a bit of crack. No, having a bit of crack, exactly. Because Neil, like, would go back years ago, like, you could say something. And, like, I know times have changed. But I, I still think we have to hang on to some of our heritage, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, we. I love seeing characters, don't you? Bit of crack know, and of bit of colour on the streets. The thing, yeah. And Neil, you see fellas walking around there, like, in, like an old chap with them, I do them the world of good. That is my thing. Like, there's my grandkids, we're always saying, Dad, Granddad, you're always talking to fellas. But so, like, it's. Saying hello doesn't cost you nothing, Neil. And that would take him off. And it might make some flinch day as well if you just say hello to him. Oh, for God's sake. If somebody was passing by there and even just smiled, it would be better. A better life, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly right. It would need. I I just think we'll lose enough freedom. Gradually. Let's see what... Try and get it back. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I still keep... Like, I mean, we go on the run, which was hit in the head last. So that's... A bit of our culture that we're trying to keep in passage, anyway. The Rand, the Rand, the king of all birds. Yeah, oh yeah, we do that. I was doing that for years. That's all called. It's all about we to stop the last year of our uh, COVID. Where do you go? We go our own passage. Our own passage. We went to the houses, Neil, as well. Like, we'd be langers. <laughs> we'd be langers. It's a tough day, I tell you that much. What time, what time do you go on the Rand? We go over to myself and uh, Joe Murphy, you know, he's a friend of mine. We had, well, after going through a rake of fellas, now, Neil, I'm, I'm not uh, blowing me on top, but I'm still the only man standing since about 10 years. So how does it how does it work? You have a lash of pints on Stevens's day, is oh, it? We have, two, we have two cans before we leave, you know, that's about half ten. Stevens's morning. morning, is it? Stevens' morning, then we go around with our gear on, whatever we'd be dressed in, because I'd be, I could be dressed in anything, which I get a lot of slagging off. Right, so, so do you get a drink then at all the doors you knock at? We could get a few, yeah, we would, yeah, we'd often, before we go to my square, there, man, you'd eat about five cans, I'd say. Do they give you money or drink then when you call at the door? Money and drink, but to be waiting for us, like, it, it, I got a yes, man, yeah, because the fellas said to me, down the pub, you never call. I said, I did call. He said, what time did you call? So I said, I'd never go there. I went after call because we were probably too long. I was to make it up to. And I said, yeah, phone five. Boy, I was gone over at that set. See, I thought I should be fine. <laughs> when, you knock, when you knock at the door, do you sing the Ran, the Ran, the King of we All Birds? We do, we sing the Ran, we do, Neil. And like, we go, to, like, every, there was, there's people there, like, Michael home for Christmas at the time. There was a man came out those years ago and he said, I know you're mad, but he said, I want to show me nieces and nephews. You like to keep the traditions them. alive, as the fellow says, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we had a great crack, no need, but you, as I say, you'll be dying. Like, it takes about three or four days to recover. You say, I'm never going to do right? that again, but yet you do. So give us a give us a verse of the Rand then, why don't you, Frick? The Rand, the Rand, the king of all boats, and Stephen say, I can't in the falls, we hunt them up, we hunt them down, we hunt them all over, roads of stone, hooray, we bite, hooray. Knock at the knocker, ring at the bell. These gifts are copper for singing so well. Singing so well, singing so well. Please give us a copper for singing so well. Neil, the family think, oh, I can't wait as well. They were celebrating, 
Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850 104 106. Red FM. Alice, good morning. Hi, Neil. Okay, just wanted to be you too. You wanted to pick up on the Birdman of Dawn Square, Frankie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to it and the first thing that I thought of was two beautiful, vivid memories. If you remember um, Home Alone 2, where Brenda Fricker is feeding the birdies under the bridge. And then the other one is in uh, Trafalgar Square, London, where you can just sit and watch the birdies and nobody bothers them, you know. And it's a wonderful sight. Are Are people allowed to feed them, though, in Trafalgar Square? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm not sure now about that, Neil. Long time no but is there any acceptable reason as to why he should not be allowed to feed them? Is it to do with uh, disease? Is it to do with poo? Is it to do with bird feathers? Is it to do with you know businesses saying that customers can't get in and out? Air decks on your rubbish, honest God. I'm a complete uh, wildlife lover, uh, dogs, cats, everything. I have... I feed the birds here at home every day. I have neighbours each side of me and one of my neighbours has a beautiful flock of pigeons. Ah, yeah, but we're talking about hundreds and hundreds now in Don Square. There could be 500, 600, 700, 800 of them. I don't care. And they, they just go away then after, don't they? Well, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, but it's, it's, so it's, but the businesses are saying it's what they leave behind. Yeah, okay. What do humans leave behind, Neil? That's the bigger problem, you know? Um, cans, every kind of... Deplorable stuff after a weekend or whatever. Yeah, people you know? like to people like to watch them feeding the birds. They really do, you know. They do, they do. And I feed my, my my birds and pigeons every day. The only time I wouldn't, well, the pigeons are my neighbours. The only time I wouldn't do it is if someone had clothes out in the line, you know. Um, but how was I going to say? It's just a nasty world. Like I mean, they're up in the the city, every, everywhere around the country. They're killing and abusing and maiming and dogs and cats and you know and they won't catch these people not a hope because they're afraid of them but this poor man it's probably he's only a little bit of an outlet and like after 18 months of lockdown and torment and you think he's easy he's easy pickings like he is yeah, yeah. he is yeah. I, I mean the question I want to ask Neil is who orders the warden to do things like that well if a complaint comes in I suppose they feel that they have to respond to it you know it's not nothing to do with the poor warden I think he was mortified you know I would imagine so yeah he was lovely about it according to Frankie he was really lovely about it mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. oh, he's a lovely man Frankie he's a great, right. great speaker okay well let's um, let's see what City Hall has to say on the matter thanks so much have a great day Alice cheers a lot of texts on that text 0868104106 just on yesterday with regards to some texts responding to Freshers Week. Why can't the guards just put an end to this by arresting them? A crime is a crime is a crime. This rubbish about not wanting to ruin their futures is not acceptable. It's your choice to ruin your own future. It's not up to the guards how you live your life. It's their job to enforce the law. The residents are never considered. Uh, morning, listening to the students parting the other night, the guardie will never arrest them. I heard an interview some years back that an arrest would impede their future career. So it's never going to happen then. Students are just allowed to do as they wish in the knowledge that there are no consequences. And one or two picking up on Paddy, who was in, uh, wanted to visit and did get in to visit his ma'am in the CUH, but he's unvaccinated. He didn't take the vaccine because he's a high risk with blood clotting. Uh, while Paddy went in unvaccinated, what about the porters who won't get jabbed? My mum was being looked after by one who told her he wouldn't get the jab in one particular hospital. We as a family found that so upsetting. And there's that and lots more besides. We'll pick it up after 10. Text 0868104106. 
I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. Emerald Music Station of the Year. Cork's Red FM. All right, lots of text. Text 0868104106. Good morning. You were talking about landlords. There's a lady in Carrigaline sitting outside her rental property all weekend with banners. Apparently, it's alleged the tenant has not paid rent in 18 months and refuses to leave. Owner of the properties outside with banners. When are you going to speak on behalf of landlords and highlight stories like this? I don't know the owner of the property, but I'm also a landlord and there is no protection for us when this happens. Please give uh, that lady a shout out for standing her ground and sitting out in the rain uh, this morning. Well, I'm happy to do that. I've read out your text. I knew nothing about this lady. I would love to talk to her and hear more about it. Uh, the, the PRTB is there. I imagine that she's probably registered and maybe they're going through the process of eviction because if you're not paying rent and haven't done for 18 months then you can start a process against the tenant to have the tenant out so be good to talk to her if she was available just listening about the students parting the police will never arrest them uh, so it's never going to happen they're just allowed to do as they wish in the knowledge that there'll be no consequences none of them will be arrested or fined as they are our doctors and our judges to come and they must not have a criminal record it's a disgrace Again, it's the college that's always to blame. College washes its hands on this a lot of the time. You know, they, they, they talk the talk and walk the walk, but ultimately nothing gets done. Somebody was suggesting that they should use artificial intelligence and UCC have the tools to deal with it. They teach AI, which involves facial recognition software. And they could use the AI, match it up with the student's ID database, identify the students from the videos being shared on social media, and that, in its turn, then, could solve the problem. Well, Catherine Clancy wants ASBOs, you know, antisocial behaviour orders, uh, taken out against the students who were caught parting. It's the usual student bashing for the poor people who never went to college. The begrudgery is nauseating listening. I suppose they'll all be too intelligent, though, to listen to Red FM or to listen to you. They might be. They just might be too intelligent for me. You're dead right. When it comes to Freshers Week, it's about time the colleges are held accountable. Students' union should be on the air discussing this. There's only so much that can sadly be done with these, uh, well, I don't know what you're saying about with these landlords. Oh, I see what you mean, where the landlords just turn a blind eye to all of the carry-on and everything that's happening year in, year out. Thanks for all of those. Back to the phone lines we go. I'll do some more text later. No, good morning. Morning, Neil. Okay, so you heard about Frankie Flaherty, the Birdman of Dawn Square. What do you think? I, Frank, or, uh, Neil, I did, but I tell you now, he's, he's one decent bloke, like... Um I meet him a lot there, like, and he's the most nicest man that you can meet on the banks of the leader. I talked to him all morning, to be honest with you, you know. You know, he's a decent bloke, like, and I tell him, no, they're just taking away the man's tranquility, like, there's something that he loves doing, like, and he's, you know, he's, a, you know what I mean, like? He loves doing it, people love him doing it, but should we be thinking about the businesses who are having a tough time of it with the last year and a half or so? They are, they are, but they're like, I mean... For like for a man just stay off for fifteen minutes in 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 the morning time, like just feeding balls. I mean, who's going to crib about that? Like, you know, I'll be honest, like, you know. Do you meet him out the lead? Does he feed swans out there? Is it? I tell you, no. He actually walks. He walks up the lead fields every single day, and he might go as far as the anglers rest. 
and he's forever feeding ducks and swans as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Chatting with people, having a bit of crack, saluting people. Oh, so he's 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 widely known. Like the man is widely known. He's a decent bloke. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he's clearly upset. You know, it would get him down if he weren't allowed. You know, it's his thing. You know, some people, some people go for a walk. Others go to a men's shed. Others take up different hobbies. This is his thing. Big time. I tell you now, I actually raised pigeons there by all my life there. I raised them for talk to years. And it was one of the greatest hobbies that I ever got into. But uh, in the last couple of years, the other got so cruel, I just had to pack them up. Like. In what way? I tell you now, there's hawks there and falcons, like, and they're destroying the boats. Like, they're killing them and they're frightening them. And the boats just can't get up and race. Like, the boats are, are terrorised, like. And yet, like, you have these animals are protected in the sky, but they're actually murderers of the sky, like, you know what I mean? Do they kill for food or is it just for sport? They're killing for food, like for food, you know. Yeah, that's. I well, suppose that's the animal kingdom we live in, though, isn't it? It's a bit it's cruel. The animal like. kingdom, yeah, it is. It is like, but unfortunately, like for one of the best sports in the world, like as it described, you know what I mean. And you know, I remember years and years and years ago, you'd see loads and loads. They used to cull the pigeons. Do you remember that in the eighties? They, they used to- in the docks. There, I walked in the docks myself there, and they, they used to cull them. Though there was actually a man implied there to do it. Like, you know why did mean? they do it? Were they a pest or something? It was, it was mostly all over the droppings on the grain inside in the mill and all that kind of thing. And, the, 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 like, the numbers just kept increasing, like, you know what I mean? Like, so the pigeons were attracted by the grain get coming off the ships, is it? Or going on the ships? Right, uh, that's right. And they actually, they were actually living in the silos as well, at the top of the silos, along the dorm, along, you know? Yeah. Along the steel, like, you know what I mean? And there was just too many of them there, like, and they just had to get a cut down, you know what I mean? Like... And you'd ra- you used to race them for forty years. Was that like because I years, yeah? Because I read stories down through the years of pigeons that would be set off in maybe France, for instance. Yeah, that's right, France. And you had you had in my time out was Scotland as well. Like you know what I mean? And I raced. I tell you now, I actually raced with the best defenders in this city. Like they were the greatest people going. Like there's a lot of them. No rest in peace. Like you know what I mean? There's only there's only we, you could pick them in your hand. How many of the old hands are alive today? But they were they were they were unbelievable men, like. And they would be men. able. You guys would be able to train the pigeon. Is that right? Yeah. Well, we were a, we were a member of a club, like, and we used we used to have a lot of them with the federation, and we used to put our balls on that, and they used to do the training for us. So we, at at least at that stage, we were able to stay at home and enjoy our sport. You know what I mean? To see our balls come and home to it was a mighty sport. Why would they come home though? It was mostly, I tell you now, it was mostly instinct, like, and it was for the love of home, it was the love of their nest box, like, you know what I mean? And how would you get them to the likes of Scotland or, or France? Well, we used, we, the, the Cock Federation have, have a transporter, like, and you pay your yearly fee to your club and you pay your yearly fee to the Federation and they... Uh, the lorry didn't transport to the boat to each uh, race point, like, you know what I mean? And what's the feeling like then when you see your bird come home? Oh, Neil, I tell you no, by when you're standing aside in the backyard and then you look up and the boat is above you about 50 feet and there's only a small dot. And eventually that dot gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And when you see that boat land on the land, oh, man, I tell you about it, it's one of the greatest feelings <laughs> in the world, like. And is the dog bait tired and hungry then? The bird, I should well, say. Well, the bird is, uh, well, some of them, some of them do, like, some of them, some of them do, but uh, 
you kind of feed again to, it's called pick me up like you know what I mean like you boost them up again for the following but week, the bird like, is probably I mean? thinking for God's sake Noel don't do that to me again well you took me an age <laughs> to find my way home <laughs> <laughs> well you can you 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 can look at all the walls for that like Ray Home Racing and Ray's Horsewall like you can never, like, you know what I mean? You can never tell that he's actually saying that, but they're always ready for the next week, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> have you heard? They'll actually actually bread for it. Like, yeah, you know. have you heard the, the Paddy Comerford <laughs> sketch about the bird, about the pigeons? No, I, oh, oh, the one about uh, Kerry Hall Road. Kerry Hall Road, Road, yeah. I did, he's a gas man, he's a gas man. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> about the ball they lame, was it or something? <laughs> or take, they were clubs, <laughs> were they Kerry Hall Road and, and the Burley Lane? Well, most of the fanciers knowing Kerry Hall Road at that time, they were decent men, like, they were very, very decent men. <laughs> Some of them, now would, would actually be with us in Blackpool, in the Northern Flame Club in Blackpool, <laughs> and the rest of them would be across the road, uh, over Gran- in Granabraha, in the North, in the North West Pigeon Club there, you know? <laughs> they were gas um, men, like, they were hairs, they were characters, like, you know what I mean, like? We don't want to see all of our characters on Lee side disappearing. That's the truth of well, it. Unfortunately, there's a lot of them gone. Unfortunately, you know what I mean. There's a lot of them gone. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, Frankie won't be amongst them, and they leave him alone. I tell you, no, but you couldn't meet a decent man, a, a more decent man. Like, that man, that man is unbelievable. Like. He right. actually looked after the crowd out there in Sorters out to Blairney Road there, somewhere there, for years and years, and I think that. Uh, which was actually out the Boggy Road, I think, but um, I think that there's only a very few people know where this actual grotto is. There's actually true fields or something. Oh, I'll ask there. him about that next time he's on. I'll ask him because he'd be very upset if he's not allowed to do the thing that he loves doing, feeding the birds oh, in Don Square. Time, 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 All right, time, listen, yeah. Noel, great to chat to you. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. I appreciate that, Neil, and thanks. Cheers, bye. take care. Laurel standing by. Nick, Carmel, Jerry, uh, Donald first. Donald, good morning. Hi Neil, how are you? Okay, I'm going to blast through a load of calls here. So, what's on your mind? Yeah, all right, just an thing really, isn't it, with the pigeons? <laughs> but um, um, it's about uh, Frankie. They are like you know, they're fining the poor man. Listen, you might correct me here on this. Is it two fines that City Hall gave out in 17 years for dog Yeah, bowling? that's right. You're absolutely but spot on. Yeah, it will be more on the line if they chase down the people with dogs that let loose and shit all over the city streets. I walk out to the fields there and I see people. They get out of their cars, unhook their dogs and they're let loose up the path, up the field there and they do nothing but crap. But you can't catch them. Like, you can't have, you can't have litter wardens and dog poo wardens hiding in bushes, you know, waiting for someone. I know you can't, but at least you, look, there's one place he drives around the van there. Like, you know him, if he got out and he'd done a bit of exercise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, You know, he could just drive in and out there and just, like, they're out there every day. They're chasing this man for 100 euros for feeding the birds that are cleaned up after them. We want the line if they go around and catch these people. I put the woman one day outside. I said, I hope you're going to clean that up after you, are you? There's none of your business. Is that what she said? That's what she said. What did you okay. say to her? How did you respond to that? Well, listen, I'm a man. I'm not going to respond to that to a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I just, I just kind of... So from now on when I go there, I just walk the footpath on the straight road. I stay away from it. So her dog just had a crap pooed and just her, she walked on? Her dog, she was standing with the lead and you could see she had no bag. And maybe it was the day she forgot a bag. I don't know. She was just stood there, the dog, and his ass up against the tree and away he went. 
and I and I was passing. I said, "You're going to clean that up, I presume." You're, you're a braver you're a braver man than me for even saying that I can tell you well, need, like people that know me they'll take their spade as a spade with me you know what I'm saying and like just parts of the city you could walk it and you can smell it in the air you know it's like where, where dogs walk you know and they just go mm. and you can smell it before you talk in the corn. You know, yeah, so don't be don't be selective about what you do or how you find people. He's a soft touch. Leave him alone. Yeah. Oh, think... yeah. Look, listen. Leave the man alone. He brings joy to Don Square, and where he is in Don Square, need right. You have a phone shop, a small restaurant, and a big burger joint, right? Ah, there's more. I mean, Don Square has a couple of clothes shops as well, and has a big deals there and. Listen, they're, they're across the road. People, like if people want to enter those premises, they'd be on that side of the road. Look, I think you have a dance square. You have other people that gather there. You have a rosary uh, crowd there that, stand, that gathers for prayers. You have other people that gathers for other little uh, things as well. They could have put in complaints, you know what I mean? So, like, right. there are people out there that, you know... Just leave this man alone. All right. You know, okay. Thanks, Donald. Fair play to you, boy. Thank you. Carmel, good morning. Morning. Um, you're talking about the children who love to watch him, is it? Yeah, the children. I know I know some people think they're a head hazard and everything, but I mean, I've sat and had a cup of coffee around that area and just did the kids laughing and it kind of even gives parents a kind of a break. Yeah, but what, you if, you, what if you had pigeons dropping poo on your head? You're having your cup of coffee? Well, we've had it here in our washing, so I can understand that part of it as well, Like, but I still think he's doing no trouble. When um, when Ken Livingstone was, uh, I think he might have been the Lord Mayor of London at some stage, he imposed a ban that made it illegal to feed pigeons in Trafalgar Square. He called them flying rats. And though, they call that all over the world. Yeah, is that right? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, if New York as well. They call that as well. Because they do, they do erode into the buildings, all right. So it's, it's just me personally that I just think, like, it's made me smile a few times and kind of brightened up my day when I've seen the kids laughing and... I know what you're saying but in case you think you can feed the birds in Trafalgar Square apparently there's a 500 pound fine apparently yeah and I think the same in some other area in New York where they used to have it as well I think there's fines as well that stopped it's just like I think it's sad to be taking a poke at a man that's actually not I suppose he started innocently enough and then it kind of got a big thing but I mean I just find that with kids. Do you think that we become too politically correct that we're being controlled too much everything we do say go you know, there are freedom is being eroded. Don't start me, yeah. No, it will start you. Do you think that? <laughs> I do, yeah, I do think, actually. Like, I mean, we seem to find malice in everything rather than, like, just enjoy the joy and move on. I mean, there's none of us going to be standing there for an hour or two. Yeah, I can understand the building thing. I can understand all that. You know, the, the same, like, the pose and all that business. But I don't know, still, like, I mean, as I'm saying, if you just sit in there and just see the kids and even, like, in McDonald's and things like that going in, and I think even helps, as I'm saying, parents, I mean, none of us know what's going on in anyone's lives. Like, and you can see a mom going along, maybe tired with a child. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the child starts laughing. You can actually see their spirits lift. I know. I you know, know, it's hard. It's a pity there's not an area like they can't go up to Lucy Park because it's out of the area and there's too much goes on in there anyway as well. It means not safe at times to bring your children in Bit there. Bit of a no-go area, yeah. I'd, I'd, say, yeah. I'd say many families would be slow enough to use Bishop Lucy Park, wouldn't they? 
Very. I'd be very slow. And I think it was a fabulous, a fabulous idea for a stay, but it is very. And the gardeners have an awful time there, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, a lot yeah. of suspicious activity up there. All yeah. right, cheers, and Carmen. You can't leave the kids running around drinking there because you'd be afraid of what they pick up. Chalk so it I, down. I just think it, it just think it makes us smile as an old Hannah's like me. <laughs> we just like you know, <laughs> it's just nice when you sit down for a cup of coffee or something like that. And as you say, if you don't want to go, there's a side lane along bit of old yeah. tradition isn't a bad old thing alright thanks yeah. for that I, I was a member talking thanks Carmel I remember talking on the air some time back about there was a couple of businesses in the city that were getting really fed up of musicians these would be buskers one or two of the buskers didn't have a whole lot of tunes in their head so they were just playing the same one or two over and over and over again I don't know what it was it could have been the fields of Athenry I don't know what they were playing but they were wrecking the heads I don't know whether a shop would be able to put in a complaint regarding a busker who was there every single day playing the same old tunes and just torturing people. Maybe that's a different kind of fine. It certainly wouldn't be a litter fine. It might be a, an audio uh, fine or something like that. But anyway, enough of me. Nick, good morning. Nick, can you hear me? Hello, Neil. Yeah, go ahead. What's on your mind? Um, Quark wouldn't be the same, Neil, without certain characters, certain people around. So Quark wouldn't be the same without that poor man. Do you know him? No, I don't know him personally, Neil. But yeah. um, have you seen him? I'm seeing him. I I see him many many times. Uh, I'm a Malo man myself, and I enjoy seeing him around. My children enjoying him seeing around. Uh, it's it it's a shame what's happening in these days. That's an interesting Mallow accent you have on you there, if you're a Mallow man, oh, tell me. Yes, I'm living in Mallow for the uh, past 26 years. I'm only joking you. I'm <laughs> only joking you. Where, and where were you before that? Uh, in Italy. Yeah. Oh, an Italian. Love Italians. Happy people. Great food. Lovely country. Do you like it here? Thank you. I love it. I love Ireland. I, I, I choose Ireland before I choose my own country why I you say something like that people. you have to be amazing. loyal to you it is amazing the people they are amazing now as you know yourself no matter where you go you'll find good and bad yeah. but yeah. Yeah. besides that beautiful all around yeah and you come did you come here and learn the language or you guys the rest of Europe all speak English we're shocking for languages did you learn it here or <laughs> <what>? <laughs> it is a long story Neil it is a long story I'm I'm here for the last 20, nearly 27 years, happily married with uh, with the Irish, Irish woman. I have five children. Um, but when I heard about the poor man, I was absolutely gutted. Yeah. I said, no way. Because it is a shame. Not a lot of people, they are uh, uh, teached about the racing pigeons, how many lives they saved in the war. First of all, how many lives did they save in the war? They used pigeons uh, to send messages in World War One. That's right, Neil. Not a lot of people, they know all this. Now, not all pigeons, they are the same. There is racing pigeons and there is millers. Millers, they are the, the, the ones where they are hanging all over the towns. And but are they, and like, if there's them. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them every single fecking day inside in Dawn Square and the business is trying to open and keep their area clean, are they pests? You know, well, it's all very I, I well, happy, see, clappy, and lovely, dovey. But they can do, they can do something about uh, that, uh, uh, nearly. If you know what I mean, they can do. Now, as you know, seagulls—they are everywhere. Crows—they are everywhere. You can blame uh, only the, the birds, the the pigeons pooing. 
you know, it is like you are thinking one particular race of birth. In one particular, in one particular spot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I think it is unfair. And what's happening again, going to that man, oh my Lord, it is, it is, it is just shocking. All right, my man. All right, my man. Arriva Dirty, nice chatting with you. Have a good day. Take care. Thanks, Nick. All (laughs) the best. All the best. Laura, good morning. Hi, Neil. Good morning. Uh, You say that he can't be moved on. How do you know that? He can't be moved on. It's just because he see a lot of people kind of actually pass to see him and have a chat with him. He's there now, actually, but he's half afraid now at the moment. He's just leaving a bag. He's only leaving a bag of seed and he's moving on. Uh, God love him. That's it's very sad to be honest. Like, I mean, if you were to put him, some people said put him in the peace park. I mean, I wouldn't kind of walk through there myself. Why? I just think to, I, you wouldn't know who you'd come across in there and what what to expect when you walk through. So, you with all of I mean? the antisocial behaviour, let's call it, going on in the yeah. city, here we have a gentleman, a pensioner, feeding birds. Yeah. And he attracts the attention of the authorities who threaten to fine him. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And he, as he said himself, he's there for 20 minutes in the morning. And I often brought in my own kids. And we might just miss him by a few minutes. But I've never seen a mess there when he's after leaving, you know. Have you, uh, have you sat with him and chatted with him? He's a lovely... I have, I have, yeah. I've kind of got a picture of him. And when we pass him, we, we talk to him. He's always very encouraging, like a very positive man. He'd always kind of say, keep the head up and... You know, I mean, everybody loves speaking to him. And, and in a previous caller you had there earlier said he'd, you know, walk out the leaf fields and it's the All Saints Well, Ocean, the Lower Cleans Road. Is that, the, is that the grotto you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, he'd, um, for years, he's been taking care of that. And the last time we were out there, um, it was all covered in Wouldn't white Wouldn't it be an awful shame if there. a car character yeah. and somebody who loves this city would have his heart broken yeah. like this? Exactly. I mean, you could even hear it in his voice earlier that he was upset. I've actually never heard him, his tone of voice like that, to be honest, because, as I said, he's the most positive person you'd ever meet. All right. Okay. Well, it certainly has touched a nerve with people this morning. Thank you for your contribution. I'll pick it up after the break. Thanks, Laurel. Thank you. Back after the break. Text 0868 104106. Text The Neil Prenderville Show now. 086 Red FM. I mean, where could this go? Could it be a case that anybody that feeds a bird or bunches of birds in any park runs the risk of a fine? That all of that is deemed to be illegal and finable? Uh, back to the phone lines we go. Um, and also, perhaps this is just another example of control or sanitizing our lives or telling everybody what they can and can't do. We know of people who are being told already if they're not vaccinated where they can and can't go, for instance. Jerry, good morning. Good morning. Um, young fella on the north side told stop feeding the yeah. birds. Is that right? That's right. I, I was doing, I, it's, it's going on about three weeks now. There's um, a chap going around in a council's van, a warden, and there was two people. There was a young fella and the lady next to the house uh, that I'm in, and they were fe- actually feeding the pigeons. The yeah. them, and he stopped. Feeding the and, pigeons uh, where? In their front garden? Or was it a terrace? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, they were throwing the, the bread out in the road. And what happened? They, they they threw the bread out on the road, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the warden just had to come down in. It happened to come down in uh, the van. And uh, he put what up warden, though? Is that like a litter warden, a dog warden? What um, kind? 
it might be a new job. It might be a new job for him. It could be. No, I couldn't answer that question. Okay, okay. Because it wasn't just. It could have been a van from the cleaning department or something. You don't know, but he came along. No, and he, he was all dressed. He was all dressed up. You know, he had the the nice little jumper and the blue the blue shirt. And he said to the young fella, he said, "There's a new new law coming in with the council that you can't be thrown bread out on the road and things like that." There's a hundred and fifty euro fine for it. What the young fella say to him? Well, he he was he he told him he's going to keep doing it, like you know, he was uh, uh, polite enough to him, stolen like, but uh, polite. Young fella, I mean, how young? Ah, we were talking about twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah, 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 and. uh, He's a well labelled young fellow, and he just he was flying up, but he says, I've been doing it for years, he says. He says, but he said, this is a new thing after coming in now. How long ago was that? That's about, this going on about three weeks ago, no? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so did did your man say what the fine would be? 150 euro fine. Um, and did he get it in the post, or has he got any, or was no, it just? No, no, he, he just warned him. He just said uh, he, he didn't. Uh, he didn't issue any fine or He just uh, he said, "Look, I just tipping you off now. This is a new thing coming in." Okay, so it's some sort of a new bylaw or law that they're now imposing. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe yeah. no, but maybe no business complained on Don Square then. It could be. It could be that. Uh, Maybe they just maybe they just have too much time on their hands in City Hall coming up. I mean, we all know of the too much time on their hands that cost us four hundred grand for the robot trees. That was somebody oh, with an it. idle. Yeah. That was yeah. somebody with an idle afternoon afternoon there. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know, Do you know. So let me get back That's to the phone lines. Thank you for that. Okay, if that chap is listening, I'd love to talk to him if you can get him for me. Elaine, good morning. Good morning, Neil. That's an amazing photo. So you sent me this amazing photograph of your (laughs) nephew. Tell me about it. My nephew, yeah. He absolutely loves the pigeons. Has done since he's been a baby, really. So it's something we do every week. We go down to Bishop Lucy Park, get our seats from the pet shop in North Main Street and hit him. And the minute they hear him, down. Do they know him and recognise him? They do. He's autistic. So he has a certain squeal that he has and the minute they hear it, they just rush him. It's just amazing. He's absolutely um, beaming from ear to ear. With the bag of seed is bigger than his head. I know, he's very good to us in the head shop. <laughs> <laughs> what is that grain, but, uh, is it? Yeah, everybody loves him. Tourists come in, they take photographs, videos. They love it. Everybody loves it. You know he could get a hundred euro fine. I know. I've just heard it, yeah. Did anybody say well, anything he, to him in the past or to you? No, not even. There's a security guard on as well sometimes in the park. He just salutes us, you know. They're so, beautiful looking birds. I don't know why they call them flying rats. They're beautiful. No, I understand the poo and stuff, but the, it rains here so much. It's going to wash away, you know, and it's such enjoyment for the children. I mean, when, when my nephew comes, kids come over, he gives them seeds. They love it. They absolutely they, love do it. Do they land on his head or his shoulder? Everywhere. Everywhere. Has he got dog poo all over his puma top? Yeah, we've been baby wipes. You know, it's fine. <laughs> it's It's worth the enjoyment on his face and the interaction. Oh, it's just great. How often great. does he do it? We do it once a week. So, Keep doing you know, it, will you? Thing. Keep on doing it. <laughs> I think it. it's fantastic. It really is. He it's, gets a great kick out of it. Kids love it. Adults love it. 
you know, so it's enjoyable. All right, what's his name, that lad, your nephew? His name is Kobe. Kobe. Morning, Kobe. Yeah. Have a great day. Keep feeding the pigeons, kid. Well done, Elaine. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Bye. Cheers. Okay. Um, wow. What a response. Mary. Hi, Neil. Uh, just all I say is please keep feeding the birds. It's such a joy. We have such little joy now at the moment. Please keep it going. Let's see what happens with the response from City Council when we get it. You've seen him do it, people have you? Have gone crazy. Yeah, in, what way, gone crazy. in what way are we going crazy, do you think? I like like we have very little joy at this moment and to, you know to stop this it's like what what's going on what? but do you not think that rules and regulations and laws and bylaws that we need them that there would be chaos without regulations and well, laws there is, but like this is you know feeding the birds it's such a joy like like there's very little like I know the poo or whatever like but like it can be cleaned up you know like if that's all that they're worrying about you know, it's uh, it's just it's just crazy. Thanks for that. Actually, let me go down. I don't know. Thank you for that. Cheers. Take care, Mary and Elaine as well. Let me go down because uh, I know John O'Donovan was down in Dawn Square this morning. I'm not sure if he's still there, but he's done some very interesting research. John, good morning. Morning, how are you? Thanks so much. Are you there now or what? I, I am indeed. Frankie has just been interviewed there by, on camera by Archie and Ginny O'Sullivan, so <laughs> you really kicked it off. <laughs> <laughs> TV crew there, okay. TV he's making there. the no, national he's getting, news. He's getting, he's getting massive support from the public, people passing the buses, the lorry drivers, people stopping cars, blowing hardens, coming over, shaking hands with him. He's huge support from people of Cork, and you know, right? Unbelievable. No, I was, well, I was here before Frankie turned up. No, he didn't just leave the bag down. He's continuing on his routine. He's feeding them by hand. Some of them are coming to his hand, more being fed on the ground. Before he came, I went around to all the businesses known here, right? And I asked every single one of them, right? Very politely, told them where he was, told them, oh, thank you, what's happening, defying everything. And nobody, and I'm pretty good now reading people now and their reactions over the years, right? And everyone that I interviewed and the seven businesses surrounding the area here, nobody, I mean nobody had a problem with him. Even the guy... Uh, and, uh, who, who Can you tell us the businesses that you called to? Yeah, I called, I called to Morley's and the man said, yeah, there might be the odds for the coming to the door. He said, we have no problem there. The city barber's next door, no problem. O'Brien's Cafe restores. The, the other Musa, uh, the barber shop called there, no problem. Went into the great outdoors, no problem there. Went into the, the tree uh, phone shop, no problem there. Went into the travel agents, no problem. And then there's a Chinese guy below in a restaurant there, no problem either. So nobody had a problem. Nobody. None I of them contacted City Council of all of the ones you no, just no, listed. This I reckon, and I've just been listening to all the other contributors there now, I reckon this is coming directly from City Council. This was nobody in the business down here, and no pedestrian passing through made a complaint about this. Now, I'm just looking at Frankie's dog here, you know, his, his, his pet dog. He's waiting here patiently, you know, for Frankie to finish up. This is the law. Look, we're after going through 18 months of hell, Neil Rice. Hell with this whole COVID thing. Isn't this a gorgeous, beautiful local story of a character that comes down every morning, attention on, boys to feed himself, feeds the, the birds, and everyone looking at him gets joy out of it. In the middle of all we've gone through, and the best thing no cock to be comes and come up now is threaten to find this man 150 euros. We like our characters, don't we? We want them, don't we? We do like our characters. No, I told, I told him, like, I mean, I'm watching here this morning in case the council do come up while well, he is here. And I told him, if, you co- if they come up and if they take out their, their little notebook and if you go to hand Frankie a fine, do under no circumstances, I'll be witness to it while you see her, that not to accept this because they, they don't know where he lives, not to accept it into his hands. 
because he's doing no wrong. This is no... Frankie is not responsible for the banking crisis, the meltdown in government, and the skullduggery that's going on. Frankie is not responsible for COVID. Frankie is just a character who comes down every morning and sees... He's, this, he's easy prey, like, isn't he? He's easy picking. Is, yeah, I wonder would it be possible to find out under a Freedom of Information request as to who the City Council claims made the complaint? You can do that, and they're obliged to tell you. I know a business, I know a business that did it recently when somebody complained about street furniture and putting out uh, tables and chairs for food. They were able to find out who made the complaint against them. I wonder would it be possible? You're saying that no one complained of any of the businesses around there, categorically. Nobody complained, not one, not one, not one, not one. Are you going to stay there a while or what's the plan? Uh, well, I'd stay and at least finished up now just in case that some, some uh, person from the council comes along and tries to hassle him, like, you know, so just to back up for him and just tell him not to accept. I told him already, even if he's there tomorrow, if some official comes along, under no circumstances, take a fine into his hand. He doesn't have to take a fine. He's not a criminal. No, and at the moment he's fulfilling his television commitments, which is great. He is indeed. He is indeed. I say Sky News. I say another half more. Sky News next. <laughs> and then CNN. <laughs> Fair play. I'm glad you were in the right place at the right time. Thanks, John. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. Stay in touch. Cheers. Morley's, couple of barbers. Uh, where else do you say? The Great Outdoors, the Three Shop, travel agents, every single one of them. The only people that you didn't get to talk to were O'Brien's who were closed at the time. But all of the others, I, I can't imagine. I mean, straight off the bat, Morley's, great Cork company, love tradition, love characters, love culture, love Cork. They'd be the last people in the world that would ever complain about anything like that. So that doesn't surprise me. Uh, but from the point of view of what John is saying, no one has made a com- a, an official complaint. So the plot thickens on that one. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Vincent, good morning. Hi, how's host things, Nate? I'm good. We're kind of gone off on a, a bit of a tangent here, but I think it's important. Go ahead. Absolutely. Like, I, uh, what I can understand is, like, you know, it's this man's happiness. After everything that we're after going through, he's just out doing one simple little thing, and it seems to be just, like, you know, but, uh, the way I see it, like, you know, every from Cork is after getting on his side. Like, you know, he's just, he just wants to do something that makes him happy. Like, we have, the city is in shambles at the moment. We have people that are able to shoot up and everything else left, right, and centre. And they do it publicly and everything else. Like, you know, nothing's being said to them as such but we have this man that is just doing one simple thing that he enjoys doing he, he, as he said he loves wildlife and now nobody's complained you see this is the interesting no, thing none no, of the businesses have lodged a complaint you, nah, know what I'd, I'd, you know what I'd love to see one of the dance clubs and one of the dance academies if they could all get in if one of them could get in there dressed in bird suits and, uh, <laughs> and they could do the dance the birdie song wouldn't it look great? I'd go for that. <laughs> 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 well, I tell you what, no, right? I had my, I, I'm living in Waterford, but I had my small fellow over from England there, like, you know, for the summer. And we've seen a lot of, a flock of uh, pigeons, so we said, you know what, we'll go into Deeds down, we'll get some bird seed, like, you know. We went in, we got it, we came out, and I tell you what, no, there's no word of a lie. The girls were there, they didn't say anything, obviously. They have other important issues to be dealing with. But there was other kids around, and they seen like you know my small fella getting a kick out of this, like you know, and they came over and they just gave him board seed, and there was absolutely no problem whatsoever. It was just lovely to see, like you know, kids are after going through enough and everything else, but just something so small, like you know, to make them so happy. They're away from the tablets and everything else, but it's just 
I don't know, just being in contact with a bit of wildlife. And, you know and also the city, need, the city needs this kind of thing, you know, a bit absolutely. of activity like that, a bit of colour in our lives, doesn't it? Colour, oh my God, absolutely. Who said it? Absolutely. You know. But look, I know this man as well, like, you know, and I uh, uh, I used to walk in the city centre and I used to see him all the time and he used to be walking his dogs and everything else. But he, do you know what? He's actually proud of his city. Absolutely proud of his city. And for someone to actually, like, you know, do this to him, I, I just think it's completely wrong. Let the man be. He's he's not harming anybody, like, you know. Let it be. Let it be is right. Exactly. Great stuff. Huge response to this. You wouldn't believe the amount of text. Vincent, uh, how, are you enjoying, how are you enjoying Waterford? Are Right down there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, the same, yeah. though, huh? No, 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 it's not. <laughs> it was a woman that dragged me down, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> she got the I upper hand it. then. You didn't manage to drag her up here. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I could never do that. <laughs> you always get their way by, and rightly so. Happy days. All right, cheers. Look Absolutely. after yourself. Take care. All right, take it easy. Back after well, the break. Bye. Talk to Neil Printerville now. 1851-04106. Red FM. I sometimes wonder, have we all kind of lost the plot completely in this country? You know, with everything that people are going through and the pop payments being reduced from today and people, of course, you know, having come through the horrors of the last 18 months and all of the trials and tribulations of that and maybe the pressure going forward and wanting to change their lives for the better and looking for some guidance or direction from those that are elected. And what have we got at the moment? Uh, row after row. They've all got these think tanks that are going on at the moment, whether it's the Greens, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Sinn Féin, this is the season of the think tank. And what's going on at them? Not plotting how we're going to make this country a better place, you know, not looking at things that we can do to improve people's lives, but rowing and fighting about what time a memo was delivered from one government department to the other regarding Catherine Zappone, Simon Coveney, Leo Varadkar and everything to do with Zappone Gate. That's where we're at now. Now there's a new row between Varadkar's department and Michal Martin's department um, as to what time a memo was sent and at what stage did Michal read it? Was it before the cabinet meeting? Was it an under-the-arm memo that wasn't read until cabinet? This is the nonsense that is occupying their time. It's insane. Uh, but yet we seem to put up with it more and more. Rules, regulations. I know we need rules. I said that. We need regulations and we need laws. But they need to be equitable to all, including politicians, one would think. Anyway, your thoughts on that are welcome anytime. Ken, good morning. Hello, Neil. How's it going? Is there any defence of this uh, uh, at all, really, uh, if, they ca- if they call them flying rats? But anyway, what are your thoughts? Uh, I agree with you. They are flying rats, yeah. But this man is doing nothing out of the way. Nothing said about all the walking he does from Airmount Hospital every year in the Corps of the Marathon. Um, that man raises thousands every year from him. He walks, he starts before the marathon, and he, he's the last to finish every year. I know this hasn't happened in the last couple of years with COVID. Um, yeah, so I think it's a lot of rubbish, really. Could it be an outdoor business that serves people who have tables and chairs outside, maybe? It could be a pub or an outdoor restaurant. It could even be the Coal K or Castle Street or something, or where, where pigeons are pooing into their soup or something. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Maybe we should throw the ring a bit wider. I don't know. I understand what you're saying, but look, um, there's only one restaurant there's probably two you have McDonald's on one side and you have brains I think on the, the far side well you um, have you have the Roundy you have the Corn Store you have the Bodega you have the Rising Sun you have um, 
what was that one on the corner there that used to be uh, the Woodford? The Woodford. So you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe well, none of them, none of them are serving food in around that area. There, maybe McDonald's. You know that 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 small little space, bad McDonald's, but most most of the clientele that went to McDonald's, everything inside McDonald's. Okay, so we taking their food out, you know? so we need. I just think it's very, he's very hard done by. We hear a lot more about Frankie than just feeding pigeons, don't we? And all the other things we he's do. Done. We do. I I used to work in the hometown and I, I used to chat to that man in numerous occasions. I haven't been in touch with Frankie for uh, twelve months or so with COVID. Um, he's a very nice man. He 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 chat to you, and I think he should be. I think he shouldn't be fine for it. Do you know what I mean? Um, does he walk the marathon for? Does he walk the marathon for Marymount? Correct. Every wow. year, every year, wow. every year, and he he starts before the marathon starts, obviously because uh, he wants to get his miles in before the rest of the runners pass in. But if you actually sat down and chat with that man, he tell you that he's watched every year for him. Yeah, he yeah. Do- he was having a dog one time, but I don't know did he still have that dog with him. I don't know did the dog die or whatever, you know. But um, there's a lot going on in the city, a lot a lot worse. Um, uh, there was a, there was another man suggested while ago with the, the open drug use in the city. Like something has to be done with all that, Do you know. There's a, like there's a lot going on besides that. My, I have a fifteen-year-old son. I won't leave him into town. No, I mean there's way out. too many people in there that are worse to wear, and uh, they're you know it just wouldn't be safe. Like a young fella inside in the town can't be safe on their own, you know. It's it's not safe. I I won't tell you what age I am now, but I I won't go into town. I refuse to go into town. By day or by I'm night? By night. I've no I've no interest in going into town by night on my own. No interest. Yeah, not not would I, because you you don't know you might get a flying dig or a kick or something. You know you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. No, I, I I have four kids at home and they want to go home every day at home. You know, so gotcha. So it, yeah. it, 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 it's hard, but look, let's hope this will be resolved for Frankie and something something be done about it. Okay, a couple of thanks for that, Ken. A couple of quick calls this side of eleven. Sarah, good morning. Hi, good morning, Neil. Do you know Frankie uh, O'Flaherty? I do. I bought a cottage out in Lower Killeen's, the old bog road, twenty eight years ago. The house was wrecked, but like we could afford to do the garden. You know, I potter around the garden, and Frankie was past every day to go up to the grotto, and I never knew about the grotto. And he said, "Wouldn't you go up and go up yourself?" And I said, "I'd go up because I'm only half a mile from the grotto." Well, we were planting hedging, and he said, "That's the wrong hedge, you know, to plant, girl." He said, <laughs> "You know," he said, "That won't that won't survive a winter." And we got different hedge in the hedge, and he told us to get. He passed every day. We had two boys. He spoke to the boys every day. Now my boys would meet him in town. How was he going? How was your mother? He's such a gentleman and such a positive man. Yeah. For yeah. anybody to do this to him, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. And, and why was a grotto doing in such? Why was there a grotto put in such a uh, such a place like that, which doesn't seem to be all that accessible? No. It was um, from the monks originally. An is- it's an isolated area, is it? It is. It's on. It's on private ground. It's on farmland. Now I'm only up there a half dozen times. But he had it. He had candles there. It was beautiful. It was absolutely. He used to have flowers. He used to walk with his dog. Now his dog died, and he's another dog. No gypsy, and he used to walk his other his neighbour's dog. And you know, if you passed, you'd ask him a cup. You know, I'm all right, girl. Did you drop a water? No. He's such a gentleman. Such a such. So that's an walked. ancient grotto, is it? It is. Okay. It is. No, okay. I'm originally from the south side, so I didn't know too much about it. It's Frankie actually told me everything about it. And did you did you put money and time into the cottage to do it up and everything? Oh, I did. I'm still here. I'm out. The, I'm out the front now talking to you. And actually, Frankie said to me, "You know what, girl?" He said, "You have your own little piece of heaven out here." Go away. Is it a very old cottage? 
It is. It's over 110 years old. Wow. And do you have the history behind it, those that lived there before you and that? I do. I do. Amazing, isn't it? It is. And it's, you know, it's, it's character. But you know, and I was saying to Frankie, so we had no money to put up because we were only 24 when we bought it. <laughs> and um, he said, do you know what, girl? Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> and that's the type of man that man is. Well said, and, well said. And he did, you know, he collected every, he collects every year down the end of Shannon Street in Marymount. And my two boys, they're 27 and 18, will go down and make sure for every year we'll go down and um, give Frankie money for the daffodils. And how do you feel about the plight that he finds himself in now? It's a disgrace. Yeah, okay. It's a disgrace. I'm actually, I never ran in a radio show before. It's a disgrace. I'm actually ashamed. And do you, are you saying that if you did get a fine, the people of Cork would pay it anyway? Oh, and you know the way we should pay it? Everybody give a cent in each and give it to him in the bag. If he gets a fine, let's get a hundred euro worth of five pence piece or five cent pieces. Not even five cents. Give him a cent. cent. Two cents. <laughs> All right, let me, let me let me talk let me talk Sarah to Robert Flaherty, who's Frankie's cousin. Robert, good morning. Right, hello. Are you um you're you're a cousin of Frankie. Yeah, your first cousin. Okay. Can you hear me all right? I, uh, yeah, you're a bit low, but what harm? Okay, okay. Um, Frankie was born in 33 Gerald Griffin Avenue, up near the North Monastery School. Okay, there's a, is there a radio on in the background there, Robert? Is there, there is. Bomb and I'll turn it okay, off. Okay, just bomb out to a turn it off. We can chat then, because he's got a story that hasn't been told. I think Frankie at one stage did mention that he was overseas. Did he say he was in Africa, I think? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Come on back. Now, Frankie is a very decent fella, and I know him since he was born. He had two brothers, um, Tony and um, Tony and Pat, and the three of them were altar boys above in St. Francis Church. His father was in the Third Order in St. Francis Church, a leading light in the Third Order. Frankie worked above in juries as a waiter, and a top waiter at that. What decade are we talking about there, Robert? What's that? What decade? How long ago? Oh, we're talking about a good few years ago now. I'm 87 now, and I'm telling you, he worked above in juries, and he worked above in the Baron restaurant in above in um, Lord Moore. I must have another yeah. photograph of him, see if I recognise him. I haven't seen his photograph in a while. So this would have been maybe the 60s or something, would it? Oh, maybe before that. The 50s, yeah. And Frankie... Also, the, the the grotto you were talking about is All Saints Well. All it's Saints Well. well. Below, at the lower end of Faggot Hill, or the, the old Blarney Road. And he used to go there every morning and put flowers there and candles there. And he used to walk out with the dog. And did he have, does he have his own family, kids? Did he marry? Or? He never, no, he didn't marry. Yeah, but okay. he was in the Irish Guards. Was he overseas? He served overseas with the Irish Guards. Where did he serve? I think he said Africa, was it? He, he did. He served in Africa. And I'm sure, he, I'm almost sure, he worked, he, he, he was a chef eventually with them. But he worked above in juries for many years. Did he? And they were all mad about him because they saw a last for his service. Because they were highly trained in juries back in the old days. Oh, in the you old had to days. do your apprenticeship and everything then. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then... I got him a job up in the barn, and they were mad about him as well. Yeah, great spot. And I'll tell you something, you couldn't meet a nicer fella. You're in touch with him all the time? Every time I see him. Yeah, and are you aware of him feeding birds in Dawn Square? I am indeed. Yeah. What, do you, make, what do you make of this uh, so-called complaint that he'll get a fine? Uh, there's, uh, there must not much to do below in City Hall if they're complaining about that. 
because I was over in London with my daughter and the, the birds in Trafalgar Square used to be landing on her head and we used to be feeding and no one ever said anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And furthermore, Frankie's father, I'll, I'll tell you this, was the first man in Ireland to take a, a frame of billards off of Joe Davis when he first came to Ireland. And Frankie himself was, as I said, he was an altar boy in St. Francis Church with his two brothers. Yeah. And they'd be there every night and that morning at Mass as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the one thing about Frankie, he loved birds. He loved birds. And he's a very nice individual, I can tell you that. See, everybody has a story, and we fail sometimes to acknowledge the story of the person and the good yeah. that they do, where he, a man from Cork loved... from the old yard road. Her, her father was uh, a leading musician in the number one army band and his father worked below in the cock milling company so with all that heritage and history behind him in his own city he's being told we'll find you if you feed the birds that, that uh, yeah. that's yeah, a hard one to take yeah all right thanks robert appreciate you taking the call it's Not good to call. hear a lot the and backstory he's very nice fella very nice fella. No one need be afraid to go near Frankie because he's the nicest fellow you could meet. Okay. And then Daddy's feeding the birds. Well said. And the the the, the well or the, the grotto you were talking about is the All Saints Well. Fair play. It's at the bottom of the old Blarney Road. And as you come down Faggot Hill, you go up three fields and it's up there, and you score there every morning. From there to Dawn Square, Dawn around Square, the Lee Fields yeah, and other areas yeah. like that. All right. Okay. Yeah. All the yeah. best. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it. Back after 11. Text 0868104106. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from 4 for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features, and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from 4. Dave Max Drive. You're listening to the Emerald Award-winning Music Station of the Year, Cork's Red FM. One of the good things, of course, that we got out of COVID was uh, kind of a reinvigorated city centre downtown core when it comes to hospitality, and that's got to be a good thing. And I know last week I was reading about um, a big fund that... Uh, Falja Ireland put together and uh, a million of it came to Cork uh, City Council uh, pitched in and were invited to apply to the scheme as 9 million I think above for 38 streets right across Ireland and we got we got five of them Beasley Street got 236 grand Caroline Street got 375 grand Pembroke Street got 302,000 Princess Street got 112 um wonder if their nose is out of joint about that uh, that amount and Union Key got 2284,000 and that then will go towards permanent outdoor dining facilities. Uh, and we know, of course, that uh, a very successful scheme over COVID where individual businesses got up to four grand towards the cost of outdoor seating and what have you. So that was the upside. And I think it created a lot of buzz. And, you know, it was lovely, particularly the weather is nice. But when it's not, then um, I'm told that there many of them use patio heaters, apparently. And a chap on Twitter was just reminding us that, you know, if you look at the temperature, say, of Cork City on a, an average day, as so we head across maybe October, maybe it could be around 14 degrees, and that each of these little patio heaters is heating the sky, uh, but that each of them consumes the same energy as an average house, one of those patio heaters, and all they're doing is heating a patch of sky, the same cost as heating a family. And the point being, gas heaters produce pollutants as well because of combustion and what have you, and carbon dioxide, and they're bad 
for the environment and also for climate change. So that, that was an interesting take on things. Anyway, lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Text zero eight six eight one zero four one zero six. And with regards to characters or customs or traditions on Lisa, Jim McEwan the fine author that lives and works and walks amongst us, uh, wrote a beautiful piece recently that he sent to me uh, on Cork back in the day when we had 33 early morning pubs. 33 of them. Um, and I will come back to that a little later on because it's beautifully written and it'll give you a lovely sense of nostalgia and warmth about Cork back in the day. Not everything about Cork back in the in the, in the decades and centuries were, were great, of course. Times were tough and people were poor and what have you. But it's very well written and I will come back to it. But while we were talking about um, pigeons and uh, Frankie the Pigeon Man, and I will get back to him again just before midday. I've never seen such a response in a long time, certainly by text. And I'll read them out in a few minutes' time. But we were talking about pigeons and pigeon fanciers. Uh, and I don't know, I mean, at this stage, everybody in Cork, everybody in Cork has got a herd I've heard the, the late Paddy Comerford's sketch on the pigeon fanciers on Lee side. He did it in the on the Late Late Show, which is a gem of a show that Gay Byrne did from Cork way back in the day. Billa was on it as well, and lots of Chris Curran was on it. I think Neil Tobin was on it. Joe Lynch was on it. God help me, there was an awful lot more than that. Actually, Billa was unbelievable. There's a sketch in the Late Late Show from Cork of Billa where there's a party going on in the family house on the south side. And it's done, it's actually... A lot of it is rhyming Cork slang, but it's poetic in its delivery. But that's for another day. Uh, what was it talking about? Paddy Comerford. Pigeon racing. He was trying to visualise this scene now in the kind of... Oh, oh. Off by the North Chapel of a Sunday morning. And this fella, we'll call him Peter. And he recorded the stories about <laughs> the pigeons. <laughs> and there was two famous places like Kerry Hall Road and the Bornelian. And it had kind of a league, like, you know, a racing league. And they'd have been 12 races in the year, like a race a month. <laughs> Anyway, didn't the Burnley Lane win 11 races out of the 12? And the Kerry Hall Road crowd got kind of anxious about that. Because they claimed that they're the best pigeons in the world. So they decided to have a kind of an extraordinary general meeting to find out what the Burnley Lane were feeding their birds on. So with that, then they kind of, kind of nominated a delegate to go down to the board <laughs> to see what the boards were being fed on, and they gave them travelling expenses and all. <laughs> he had to pass five pubs. <laughs> so anyhow. <laughs> While he kind of got down to the Burnley Lane and he went up to the door and he kind of knocked at the letter box. <laughs> and a voice came from inside, who's there? This is Wally from the Kerry Hall Road Club. <laughs> Where do I know? 
So they did open the door and Wally went in with his cap in his hand and he said, Lads, I'm down to ask you, you know, we have to admit defeat, but you're a, you have a fine flock of birds. <laughs> but he wants to know just honestly what he's feeding your birds, right? <laughs> your man has no secret. What we do in the morning now, you see, about quarter to six. We leave the bird out of their cages and from their perches, and they fly away and up over the North Chapel. They do for Shandon and they kind of drops the wings for a bit by Shandon because that's the not all crowd like <laughs> And then he goes up by the up by St. Vincent's Church up Sunday's well and then there's his first girls park and <laughs> and they zooms into the park, they eat all the worms in the park, and then they comes back for quarter to eat and they flies into the perch again. You see? And then we give them a kind of a drop of water and dust and then the breast burst and all. And your man says, oh yeah, So your man goes back up to Fairhill to report to the extraordinary general meeting about the bars. And he was relating his story. And there was this small thing in the corner, kind of very tissy. <laughs> and Dalton Thomas, and he related his story. She see they're telling lies. She see they couldn't be telling. I'm telling you they're telling lies. Because I know it for a fact that Fitzgerald's pair don't open until nine o'clock. <laughs> We all just hang around waiting for the punchline, the great Paddy Comerford. It's all about the birds this morning, lads. It's just one of them. Believe me, there are more. Is it going to be all right, though? Uh, I'm on a roll now. A lot of texts on this, lads, I can tell you that for nothing. Uh, just for your information, there are no pigeons in Traf- Trafalgar Square anymore. Well, they probably legged it when they couldn't get any more food. Why didn't they just feck off and leave the man do what makes him happy? It's not just him that's happy, you know. He always makes my kids smile and welcoming to feed the pigeons as well. He's truly a lovely man, and there won't be any more like him, says Dean Stevens. Thanks, Neil. Are you aware that Frank worked in the old juries for over 30 years as a, waste- as a waiter in the old Fastnet restaurant? Oh, remember the old Fastnet? 
Chestnut, one of the finest and most expensive restaurants on Leaside. This restaurant had only one, had only male staff. And Frank served some of the most famous people in the world. He was absolutely loved by everyone. He's definitely a quirky character. Not too impressed with those pigeons, to be honest. Uh, I got crapped on by one of them last week. So I did the lotto. Didn't even get one number. They say that it's good luck if a bird poos on you, right? Thanks, Max. What's next? A business complains about noise pollution and they shut down the fella yelling echo outside the GPO. I'm pro-business for sure, but not when their interests infringe on individuals' freedoms. That man is fantastic, obliging and great with people and the pigeons. And any time we pass with our kids, he always loved to show how much the birds love the feed he's feeding them. He was entertaining our kids for a long time, seeing them flock down and away. Uh, you give them a little throw from these and, you know, obviously we're talking about the, the bird feed and the seed and what have you. Any shop or business should be ashamed to be complaining of this and instead look at how happy it makes people seeing this magical moment. There isn't much magic these days and we should be embracing the magic. Another few. Quick point to say they're going to find that man for feeding the birds. He's done no harm to anyone. Yet the students cause havoc, drinking, throwing bottles, keeping the neighbours up all night with noise, damage, vomit. And do they get fined? Is that fair or what? Uh, I'm not in the city a lot these days, but from listening to the show, there seems to be open drug dealing and drug taking and drinking on the street. Your man gets getting crap for feeding the birds makes no sense. You are allowed, uh, and not one person would say a word, to feed the pigeons inside Buckingham Palace. The Queen herself may even come out and feed the pigeons uh, with you, but you can do drugs in the toilets in the city. People can be mugged. There's fighting happening every other night and yet a beautiful gentleman is being stopped from doing something that he gets enormous pleasure from. I would like to find out who complained, this wonderful gentleman, because I would picket the premises. Well, if Pat the Pickup was still alive, he'd be there with you. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. All right, huge amounts of text and I will come back to them, I promise you. We have been in touch with the Cork City Council and I'm waiting responses from either the Parks, Parks Department, from Environment or the Communications Department that we would deal with directly if that happens between now and midday. And in fairness, they are attempting to try and get some kind of response to me or some kind of clarification or explanation. Um, but, you know, from what John O'Donovan did, I would take people at face value he called to all of the businesses and they said that they had no problem at all with the pigeons being fed but we'd have to wait and see what City Council have to say because they claim there was a complaint so we'll see where that goes and I will come back to it I promise you uh, and I'll also get more texts on the air from this morning and from yesterday's uh, story on Jesus on the cross and, and things like that but obviously a live programme things develop when you're live on air uh, Pauline good morning Good morning, Neil. Did you, oh, yeah. did you, in, isn't Amsterdam the most fabulous city to visit? Was it a weekend you went for or what? It was four nights I went for, yeah, on a Friday till the Tuesday. Did you it love it? Absolutely beautiful. Oh, the, I love Amsterdam, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I had never wanted to go there. I, is it what? Uh, my son was coming from Rotterdam to meet because he works over there. So, you know, I love Rot- I love Amsterdam. Yeah, you know? I, didn't, I didn't think I would. And then I went and <laughs> I thought it was fabulous. You know, so we shouldn't have a closed mind. But it was trying to get home was the problem, was it? Oh, my goodness. Tonight, don't talk to me. Um, so went to, like, to be just so precise, left from my hotel to get a taxi, you know, crossed over the ferry from um, where I was staying. Paid 60 quid, whatever, got into the airport. Uh, 10 o'clock was the flight in the morning. Three minutes past 10 was up. Now, there was a Ryanair leaving at three minutes pe- past 10, okay? Yeah. 10 o'clock. 
but there was also an Aer Lingus. But the only one that was highlighted was the Aer Lingus. Was this to Cork or Cork closed that's at this No, day? Dublin. Dublin, right. Dublin, yeah. yeah. So, like, that's the one we followed and plenty of time and thought, you know, this is it now. Knowing damn well that Skip Hole is a fine big airport and whatever. So, made my way down anyway to D31, which I thought... Which flight, flight were you getting? I was getting the Ryanair one. Okay, okay. Yeah. I went down and, like, met with the Aer Lingus and kind of didn't realise it but she said oh yeah wait that, fl- that flight is going just just before they were departing she goes no that's Ryanair so these two people a couple just coming in said the very t- same thing happened to us yesterday so it was a half an hour down to the terminal H we said to get on the plane I ran for my life got all the ways down any money to well, know surely the you looked at the surely you look at the departures board the screen and it but said departures board Neil said it only, only highlighted the Aer Lingus one there was nothing for Ryanair up. But I wasn't the only one down there who missed it. There was another two. So in one day, that was five of us. So then we went to the KLM and, of course, like a money rack. And, of course, so we had to stay the night. And the flight was there. It flew out early, a little bit earlier. Than oh, that. so I'm understanding five. you now. You went to the Aer Lingus flight um, because there was no sign of the Ryanair one because uh, it That's wasn't right. on the board. Ryanair, the Aer Lingus yeah. one took off. And you never found the Ryanair flight, is it? No, we got down to the I got down to the Ryanair. I ran for my life, and the Ryanair flight was outside the door, ready to be departing. But I was just too late. And still, nothing on the departures board. Nothing on the departures board. So, how did all of the other people on the flight find it? Then, I wonder. I'm not sure, but this this seems to me as if it's a regular thing, you know, because right. two other people missed their flight as well. Okay, so what One happened guy next? guy was going to the north of Ireland. We were, the three of us were on the same boat. We thought there'd be a little comeback. We stuck together for a while, you know. Got smacked, of course, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they read the same thing as me, you know. There was only one flight departing up on board, you know. And you're sure you weren't reading the arrivals now? You were reading the departures? You were? Oh, no. There was okay. two went at 10 minutes past, or three minutes past 10. Yeah. How come everybody else on the floor? Okay, I've said that. Okay, so what did you do next? Oh, maybe maybe people are a bit more clever and going to, you know, know that there's two leaving at the one time, but like, you know, maybe their flight details and stuff, but like what I was reading on the board is what I took. You and know, me too, to and that's what I would go by. I'd go by the departures board. So you're stuck in Amsterdam then. What did you do next? Stuck in Amsterdam, so kind of had to think about it. What am I going to do for another night? So then the three of us that missed the flight went down to KLM where we were guided. We thought they were going to help us in some way. But they were just booking another flight basically for us that would cost about 400 to come home that evening or around the same for the following day. So we held off on that one anyway. Yeah, because um, they, they wouldn't have any skin in the game. They'd say Ryanair is nothing to we us. Yeah. yeah, it seems like a business scam. But... Um, we then, eventually anyway we just went our own ways I booked another flight for the next day at uh, same time and I had to stay in a hotel over then for another night you know how and much the did guy that missed the 100 quid for the night and 100 quid for a flight Jeez. very disappointing yeah you know? I know I know I know I never heard of that before where a flight wouldn't be appearing on the uh, on the departures board I never did yeah well, two I mean, leaving the same time. Yeah, I've well, had a few you know? runs for flights or late for them or the odd yeah, time gone to the wrong it. gate or what have you. Yeah, yeah. Bummer, uh, bummer. Yeah, it definitely has to be highlighted because I said the lot happening there, you know, that people probably just don't. So it, I said, you know, just in case, like, make it kind of clear if you're getting a cheap flight out to Amsterdam or wherever, just to double check everything. 
And no comeback, clearly, because the flight just left without you. They'd say, well, that's nothing to do with us. You didn't make the flight. There'd be no point you getting onto Ryanair now saying, any chance of a refund? No, nothing like that. Um, I haven't yet, you know. I was just disappointed, but I, I certainly said I'd bring it to highlight for... Well done, well done. And did you, stay, did you stay in a hotel by the airport then after all that? I did. I stayed down the Citizen M. You know, lovely hotel. I know, but, but you prefer to be coming know. home, yeah. I prefer to be at home, yeah. Tears were in my eyes. And the other two guys, one guy was going to a funeral in the north, you know. You didn't try any of the cannabis cookies when you were out there, did you? Or the, the, I couldn't be bothered. The cannabis brownies, no? <laughs> I, was, I was actually going to try a hatch lollipop, but I said, here, I won't bother. Why didn't you try it? <laughs> I just prefer to have a, one of their brandies, maybe. You know? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> There's great drinking in their brandy. What's that? Right. Oh, their brandy is lovely. All right, All right. thanks, Pauline. Oh, Be aware yeah. of that. You wouldn't want that happening to you. Thanks. At least you got home in the end, so well done. Lines open at 1850 Text 0868104106. Gronya has always had this dream, and I wish to fulfill and make the dream come true. Gronya, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? You describe it as being a bit off the wall, but what is it? This dream? I don't know. I like. I love live music. I've always loved live music, and you know, as a, as a young child, it was something I always wanted to do. I got a record player when I was three <laughs> from my aunt, and I basically stood in front of it. My mom would tell you for hours and taught myself to sing. Good and then for I you. Got, we learned the piano, and we all learned that at home. And I got a guitar, and you know, just it, it kind of spiraled on from there. But and did you stick well, with the piano, and did you stick with the guitar? Yeah, yeah, I did. Do you know how many kids start piano and, and they start violin and everything, and they hate it? But you oh did. yeah, no, no, no. We had a piano at home, so it was easier for me to practice. And my mom and dad actually bought it for half nothing from a convent that was closing down. When they bought, when they built their house, yeah. they got all this furniture for half nothing from yeah. this convent that was um, they were selling off a load of their furniture and the piano was one of the things that they bought so it's a good bit of history behind it you know yeah and did, where did you look like I'm just curious because I, when I was a kid I did piano but I did it in the school of music I didn't enjoy it I just thought it was very austere you know they were they, yeah. I just thought they took the whole thing too seriously there was no fun in it you know I learned from, um, it was a woman that owned a shop near my grandmother's house and her daughter was studying music in college. So she was teaching it, teaching piano to earn a few extra bob yeah. for herself. So she used to teach the piano in the house. So I used to go up after school on a Friday and have my lesson and I, there I did some of the, I think I went to grade five. Or but you enjoyed it, did you? And, oh yeah, I did. Yeah, it was always something I loved to do and I was never pressured. At home, it was never a case of, oh, you have to do this now. It was kind of... Because we were doing Beethoven wanted. and we were doing Bach and mm. Vorjak and all the... Oh, man, I'm sure a kid doesn't want to play that stuff. No, I, like, I think she was great because she did a mixture. You know, you, obviously you have to do a certain amount of classical stuff, but, you know, she did contemporary music with with us, anyone that was going to her as well. So that kept her interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beatles and stuff like that back in the day. Yeah, Maybe um, yeah exactly. That things. kind of thing. Simon and Garfunkel, Elton John... You know, Elton any John, really, perfect for yeah, piano. That okay. kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. So that's the so, backstory, and then yeah, and then you anyway to cut to the chase. You you put on a bit too much weight, um, um, yes, and then, you just you decided to set yourself a goal or a task. Was it? Yes. Yeah. So I did. So as as we've spoken before, and I've spoken to Nick about it, and that's a journey I undertook over the last two years, and I'm in place now. Where I'm very happy with what I've achieved and all that. But just with the lockdown and everything, you know, and I miss. 
And I mean, we don't go out a lot at night because with small kids and every, everything, it's just not possible. But I love live music and I always have, you know, I would go and see a band playing, uh, you know, out the back garden <laughs> if, I, if I could, you know. Yeah. I absolutely love music. But, you know, it's something I always said I'd try and do and just with all nobody been able to do anything or go anywhere and no music and I mean you've spoken to so many musicians over the last while who just couldn't and are just screaming to get back to doing what they love and I and just thought maybe this is a good opportunity maybe this is the time to try and do something that I've always wanted to do which is to kind of try and stand up and not make it <laughs> not to completely disgrace myself with a big brass band or something I don't know it's just well, what it's you, a little so, bit so there's a brass band and you're there with them are you going to sing yeah. or play an instrument yeah I think so yeah that's what I I think that's what I'd like to do I mean I've done it not to that extent a couple of times with wedding bands and you know just weddings that you've been at and people are like oh you've yeah but a band brass band is a different ballgame entirely isn't it do brass well, bands you know, even I mean, have even just a Say I don't know. There's a band in Waterford called Brass and Cold. They they do an awful lot of wedding weddings and stuff like that. But like there's ten of them in it, and they but they also do. You know they have a contemporary like drums, bass, um, piano, and all of that. But they also have like five or six brass instruments, and depending on the size of the crowd, they would you know have that a different amount of people every night or whatever but something like that kind of a setup, you know oh uh, no I thought you were talking about the butter exchange or the Barrack Street Band or something oh no I, I wouldn't be up to their standard now I, I don't think the Barracka would have me in the door so what, so, what <laughs> song had you chosen to sing I haven't like I oh my god I, I people think my my taste in music is I think eclectic is, is the the best word for it because I like everything I like everything from Frankie to Gar Brooks to Christy Moore and everything in between, you know. Just trying it's to think. Varied, I'm just trying to. Th- I'm just trying to think what would work with the full but sound. You know what of I them. love. Like I, I could only before, and it really worked with Proud Mary. Credence Clearwater. Tina Turner's, yeah, Tina Turner, Credence, um, Proud Mary. I've done that before, and with a smaller on a smaller scale, and that really worked. So yeah. if I could get you a, a gig. <laughs> <laughs> well, not a gig, I mean, but say Proud Mary with yeah. the Baraka or the Buttera. Would that work? Yeah, something, just a bit of fun. I mean, I just think everybody just needs to kind of find but can you, something But, but can you actually sing? I mean, I don't want to embarrass myself by recommending you when you have yeah. a note in your No, head. I can't. No, no, I can't. I, well, I, my mommy tells me I can't. No, go, on then, go on then, go on then, go on. Give me a verse of uh, Proud Mary. Oh, God. Talk about putting a girl on the spot now. Well, you're um, the one asking to join a brass band, not me. <laughs> Left a good job in the city. No, 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 too slow, too slow, faster. Working for the man every night, night and day. But I never lost one, one minute of sleeping. Because I was worrying about the way he things might have been. been. Big wheel keep on turning and the proud Mary keep on burning and we're rolling and we're rolling rolling on the river did I help there or hinder incidentally a little bit no no you were no, I just I'm, I'm, I need a, there we were grand <laughs> for, yeah because yeah, I'm a man like I need I need to be yeah, comforted yeah. like I need to be exactly, told that I'm yeah. doing the no, right no. thing we, no you were good now in fairness you were doing the old Ike Harmony there like Tina I don't want to be Ike Turner no god he's no a, nobody does god he's almighty. a bold, he's a bold, bold, bold boy on them. Oh, very okay. boy. Watch, uh, did you watch the sky thing about them oh my god no I did not mm. 
well worth a watch. All how about she got how she got away from him and everything. She is just incredible mm-hmm. what she went Unbelievable. through. Unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, there's another one out that's just coming out in the next week or two on Aretha Franklin. There's another one out on. Oh really? Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. keeping eye for that. I love Aretha. So um, that's good. I think on that basis, uh, perhaps we might be able to find out if anybody from the Baraka or the Buttera is listening, mm. and uh, we could try and make that happen. Did you lose much weight though, Grania? Um, I hover between seven and seven and a half stone. Yeah. That's fantastic. And when, what mm. were you hovering at in the the heaviest days? Um, anywhere up around the 19 stone, that kind of... You 19, went from 19, 19 and, a half. and a half stone to 7 and a yeah. half stone. Yeah. How seven, did you do uh, it? I lost 7, 7 and a half. Uh, through Slimming World and just uh, grit at stubbornness and determination. Did you do it during lockdown? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I got my target. I got to my target during lockdown, yeah. So what, like... I did, yeah. Was it tough during lockdown when you? It was when you probably felt money. that you had to be kind to yourself, not punish yeah, yourself. Yeah, a little bit. But like I've had, I've learned over the years that my definition of what kind is to myself is not necessarily that kind. You know, like kindness now to me is I'm gonna let I'm gonna give myself the time to put the lead on the dog and go for a walk. Yeah, it's because the headspace is good yeah. and the 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 vibe is good. You know, you get your goods, your goods you know, thoughts in your head. And well, you're very down about the weight. I wasn't necessarily down about it, but I just couldn't, I think it was because I kind of felt, ah, sure, well, what's the point? I might as well just get on with it because I didn't see a way out of it, you know, so I was kind of just getting on with it. I wasn't necessarily down about it. It was more kind of, sure, I might as well just, there's no point in trying to do anything because it won't work. You know, I had kind of moved into an acceptance. <laughs> That's an incredible weight loss in a year and a half it, or so. A year and a half, two years. 19 yeah, and a half yeah, to like seven I've, and a half. I've had people not know me. Like, for example, now my son, um, my middle son, he was in a preschool here, um, brilliant preschool, and he finished and he went to primary school. And then my small fella started there this year and two of the girls didn't recognise me because they wouldn't have seen me because one of the girls that owns it I'm very good friends with her and she was like that's Grania and she was like I didn't know her she actually didn't know she had to point me out to her she didn't that's know a me good, that's a good feeling for you mm, though isn't it it is it is I kind of went oh were people and were people like, yeah. judgmental of you you think when you were 19 and a half stone I, I don't think so I don't I, I, do, I wouldn't like to think so yeah. I mean I, I never yeah. felt it but Good. maybe they were okay. I, okay. I just never you never experienced it yeah no yeah. but then again maybe I just have been very lucky I have brilliant support at home you know I have incredibly supportive friends you know some of whom are probably listening and you know that makes such a huge difference it really does because it motivates you on the day where Bloody you really yeah, don't sure feel that. like it yeah you just have and then you're a devil then because at the same time you go and send me two boxes of Chester cake yesterday <laughs> which which I had to eat like it's just not fair and you know what you're a torture a little bit more moist now than I'd normally make it I think it's the humidity I loved it I, I, it's normally a I little like, bit no, more no, no, I like wet I like wet Chester cake sometimes it can be way too <laughs> it dry it should never be dry oh god it should never be dry my husband's mother used to make it that's her recipe how'd you make that I know that you'd raise and it do you tea? used to soak it overnight you see the trick is you used to soak it overnight in tea, tea and not water no no you're spot on you're spot on yeah few spices in there and everything. That's it, that's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to give it the time. And I think that's why places, it, it dries because it's not left moist enough from the start. Uh, 
I'm sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> All right, okay. So, Proud Mary, with either the Butter Exchange yeah. or the Barrack Street Band, there yes, is also... Interested. Or even George and the Roaring Forties. Uh, that's or, you know, any that's of no problem, but you said band. a brass band. But just, a, I mean, even a brass section of a, you know what I mean? Even just a band that has... Tell you what, let's see who's listening. Let's see who's there, listening. You know, right? it would be great. Just, I mean, as they say, it's just a bit of fun. I don't take myself too seriously. I think that's a mistake. I kind <laughs> of got that impression from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see who's listening, yeah. all right? Absolutely. And, and sure, look, at if they're all running a mile and turning off the radio, that's all right. <laughs> but only after 12 o'clock. No, no, you're all right. Uh, I should I should have kept my mouth shut because I probably didn't do you any favours, but I'm told here, <laughs> but you're damn able to sing. So well done on that. Let, let's shake the tree and see what comes down. I know that there is a fantastic music academy at the North Mon. And the chaps right. that run that are involved with, the, or one or two of them anyway, down through okay. the years, have been involved with the Butter Exchange, the Barrack Street yes. Band. So yes. there, there are a few options and we'll see who comes back, all right? Well, so, you know what? A dumb priest never got a parish need, as my mommy always says. So I said, there's no harm in just saying it and see what happens. All right, okay. I'd like to make it happen. It would be a lot of fun and we need Brilliant. a bit of fun. And I love the Absolutely. idea how you, how you changed your life around like that. And I'm asking people regularly, what? from their old life do they not want back after COVID and for you it was the way seven and a half done yeah left <laughs> <laughs> to be aren't you <laughs> I, met, I met a woman actually three or four years ago she was very heavy at one stage and she yeah. was I, well actually I thought she was very heavy I'd never met her before and she said to me you know, mm. I, re- she, you know she says, I recently lost ten and a half stone you know Jesus. and I said wow that was amazing how'd you do that Jesus. she said I got divorced <laughs> That's a bit rapid. That's a bit more extreme now. But no, more. no, no. The ten and a half stone was the husband. That was, the husband. He, that was his weight. Go on. I'll let you know how it goes. I'll be back to you, all right? Please. Good Brilliant news. Thanks bye, a million. Bye. The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850-104-106. Uh, Mike says you're talking about things that people want to leave behind from their old lives after COVID. He said one of the good things and positive things in COVID, he says, is uh, reflecting on that all the dismay and frustration of the pandemic. I've seen one positive from COVID. It's the early pub closings. Late closing pubs have contributed massively to many social and hardships in our society. I've seen it firsthand while working on pubs and club doors. Uh, given the massive problems with the drink culture here, I feel it's time we maintain current pub closing times and reduce nightclubs closing times to 1am. This will greatly reduce social, criminal and health issues for our people. I haven't been inside uh, any pub yet. I've done the outdoor, din- outdoor dining stuff and everything, but not inside any pub. So I can't comment on that, what it's like inside. I imagine you can't move around inside pubs. I just haven't done it. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, Joan also, amazing the things that people pick up on. I was talking months ago about, you know, how you need to... I think the story at the time was... Did anybody know where you can actually get a decent non-stick frying pan? Because sometimes when you spend big money on them, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're good non-stick frying pans. And I was telling you that I've been down a couple of times in the past to the co-op in Middleton and picked up some non-stick frying pans down there. And Joan was back again saying, Neil bought a non-stick frying pan in the co-op in Middleton and said it was the best one he ever bought. Would it be possible to know the brand as I'm looking for one? Thank you, says Joan. I'll, I'll look at the brand tonight, uh, Joan, and find out because I bought three of them actually last time around but I do know that they have a lot of them down there but the only one that's completely red right it's a red frying pan is the one you need to get there's lots of other ones some of them are quite dear I think they're about 19, 20, 21, 22 euro but there's great life in them their pans so there's the red ones but I'll check out the name of it for you 
and come back to it in the morning. Okay, so uh, while we were talking about uh, Frankie, the Birdman of, of Dawn Square, and I hope to have maybe another opportunity just to touch base again just before midday, see what his morning was like. Um, so while that's happening downtown, it was great to hear of more stuff coming back, you know, particularly live events and gigs. And maybe Gráinne, if she plays her cards right, might get a gig at the Jazz Festival with one of the jazz bands. Maybe George might allow her to do Proud Mary with the the Roaring Forties because the jazz is back. Uh, And I imagine they've got their skates on now to make it happen before the 22nd of October because that's what they got to get done before then because the 22nd to the 25th will be the bank holiday weekend and that will be the jazz. So maybe you're going jazzing. It certainly is a positive story and a good thing to see happening in the city again. Ono Sullivan is the president of the CBA. Owen, good morning. Neil, how are you? Good morning. I'm well, I'm well. Um, just before talking about the jazz, you, you, you don't know anything about, uh, say, for instance, Frankie the Birdman and Dawn Square, you know, whether it was a CBA no. member objection or a business or anything? No, I, I've been listen, listening to Frankie's story this morning and it, it was great to hear him chatting and, as you said, the, the nice background noise of Cork. And yeah. It's a great story. But I, we haven't heard anything come across our desk in relation to any of our members objecting to Frankie. So we'll do a bit of digging, Neil, and see if we yeah. can come up with anything. Yeah. W- w- would it be something the CBA would have an opinion on? Like, Not necessarily, Neil, no. Um, at the moment, we've had no disruption, so there's no opposing to Frankie and, and his feeding the pigeons in Cork, no. Okay, well, thank you for that. Maybe we'll get a response from City Council um, and at that stage we can return to whatever the story is regarding a complaint. But anyway, far from bad news, this is a good news story. The jazz is back. What do you know about it? I mean, like, who's coming? How many people? How are they going to organise it? So, we got the news last Wednesday, Neil, that the jazz is coming back to Cork, which was a welcome piece of news because obviously we missed out on it last year due to COVID restrictions. But normally the jazz weekend would have an economic impact on Cork of about 35 million. Wow. Uh, we'd, normally ha- we'd normally have up to about 40,000 visitors to Cork. Uh, and that would include about 1,000 artists. So this year, um, we're unsure. It'll probably be slightly scaled back. I uh, wonder about that, though, Owen, because it's the same date. October 22nd is the date when physical distancing is gone, when the limits and numbers Correct. of people who can meet is gone, the limits of indoor and outdoor events is gone. You won't have to prove a vaccination anymore then, you know? Well, you couldn't have a better time. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's like the reopening of Cork again and the, the moving on of restrictions. So the time is absolutely apt. But I suppose there still may be some travel restrictions in place. And when I say scale back, Neil, some people might actually not be able to travel. Um, and look, we, we're hopeful that we can get a fully fledged jazz weekend because look, it is one of the biggest events uh, in Cork's diary every year. Yeah. So we're very hopeful that we'll have uh, a very meaningful jazz weekend. I know what you're saying. And it's also that date, October 22nd, when there'll be no more QR codes from the 22nd of October. There'll be no more producing of vaccination certs or anything. Yes, that's that's what we've been told, yeah. and 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 it's that's also welcome news because it's an added cost for many business owners. Uh, the the implementation of COVID guidelines for businesses has been a huge cost, very limiting uh, over the last exactly over the last eighteen months. So I think if we can see these guidelines scrapped uh, coming into the Jazz Weekend, it's going to loosen everything up, and it'll be a, a far more enjoyable event. But I, look, you still have to be conscious that some people uh, mightn't want to be inside in a room full of jam-packed people. But I think look. Uh, we're very we're very eager 
to showcase Cork to the best of our ability and welcome all the musicians back. And the musicians have been hit very hard. Uh, and I think, look, we're all very excited to get back to some bit of normality for the Jazz So weekend. what do you think they're working on now? They're probably working on the itinerary, the brochure, the venues, the gigs, the acts that are coming, not just from overseas, but Cork and Irish bands as well, right? Venues, well, things there's like a that. U- yeah, there's a huge body of work and there's going to be um, a lot of the stakeholders are going to have to work together where it's security, transport, hospitality, um, events, uh, entertainment. So everyone's going to have to start working together to get peace this Jazz Weekend um, and put on a great show for people because we want to welcome people back to the city. And as well, we have a lot of um, national travellers who come down from say Dublin Galway and come down to Cork so we want to put on a great show for everybody coming back to the and, city. And uh, a lot of ho- a lot of opportunity for extra homegrown talent talent as well to feature if everybody can travel from overseas. Add, added to that of course this funding that I'm hearing for Beasley Street, Caroline Street, Pembroke Street, Princess Street, Union Quay is all that in place now or where are we at with that? So, so we've been told that um, works will be kicking off over the next couple of weeks. Um, obviously, Princess Street have to have some form of, of weatherproofing done. Uh, That's why they get a reduced to... amount. There, they've got stuff they... for yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard you mentioning that earlier. That the, the the budget for Princess is slightly lower, but there was a body of work done um, earlier on in the year for Princess Street. But I, like, I suppose we need to ensure that every street gets equal opportunity, and that we do carry on investment. And like, not to forget about Princess Street because the the work that was carried out in that street was amazing. The collaboration throughout the business, the business on that street was very very good, and it, it kind of led the charge in that initiative. But I suppose the success of the outdoor dining that we have seen uh, throughout the summer. Uh, and a, a great atmosphere and vibe within the city centre. We'd like to carry that on now uh, into, this, into the winter by weatherproofing uh, these five streets in Cork City Centre. And I heard you mentioning earlier about a concern about uh, the patio heaters, um, that they're not very It's not just friendly. the patio heaters, incidentally. It's also the, uh, the installed heaters, you know, the bars. Correct, well. yeah, yeah, correct. So, so we, we have been investigating um, a solution to have maybe a solar-powered um, patio heater or some form of sustainable energy because obviously that's a, ma- a very big focus for the city centre to reduce our carbon fun- footprint and have a sustainable um, offering for a heated solution for each of these streets. So it's, a, it's high on our priority list and it's, it's great that you flagged it because it is something high on our agenda that we'd like to solve. How are they going to get to Cork if the airport's closed, incidentally? Yeah, well, the airport uh, closed yesterday for um, a major uh, reconstruction of the runway. Uh, it's a pro- project uh, that has... No, but, no, but seriously, it won't be open for the Jazz. It won't be open for the Jazz, which is unfortunate. Um, people will have to travel and find ulterior motors to get to, to Cork, which yeah. is unfortunate. But, but, Neil, this is a major infrastructure project for Cork. It's about embedding uh, Cork City as a major international um, transport hub for the region. So I think this job needs to be done. It's, it's unfortunate about <laughs> no, the timing. It could have been done when there was nobody flying, for God's sake. Well, that was, that's what, in, in fairness to senior management in Cork Air, but that's what they were trying to do. Um, the, the project was meant to go on next year, but they tried to pull it back where it would have less of an impact on travelling. And I don't think, to be fair to uh, senior management okay. in, in Cork Airport, they're the last people that want to close the airport. Uh, well, that's, you know, we've, we've covered that a lot. Let's, let's accentuate the positive. The jazz is back yes. and the plans are jazz in force. And bring it on. All right. Nice one, Owen, as always. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks, Neil. Owen Sullivan, president of the CBA, Cork Business Association.
Nation. You texted, I told you that Garth Brooks is doing three gigs, possibly even more. I heard this morning could be upwards of five gigs in 2023, is it? I think it's 2023. Um, there'll be Croke Park gigs, and I asked you to choose the Garth Brooks song yourself that we'd finish on this morning. And when all the votes came in, this one came out on top. Looking back Garth Brooks at the dance uh, My apologies It's actually September of next year So it could be anywhere up to Five gigs uh, at uh, Croke Park It'd be great if he could um, swing our way At some stage But he loves Ireland Ireland loves him Garth Brooks set to return to Ireland Next autumn Nearly a decade since he was here last Frank is my neighbour Great man Full of the joys of life This country's a disgrace We can't let people have any happiness these days Fair play to Frankie I think it's a lovely thing to do His passion for wildlife is lovely So what if there's a few feathers and poop For God's sake What is it with people I'd soon see that on the streets Than dog poo Human excrement or worse still drug paraphernalia another one here there's much worse uh, left after us humans on the streets than some pigeon feathers and their toilet business after four years it's only now a complaint is it leave the man and the pigeons alone I just rang Frank he's an absolute gent and an extremely good friend I also I also let him know that I would take care of any fine if he gets a fine keep on feeding the birds Frankie I chat to Frankie every Sunday morning up the leaf fields. He walks from Cork to Cove every year for charity as part of the Cork to Cove road race. A gentleman, a character and a true Corkman. Now, I had hoped to chat with him, but it bucketed down with rain there about 15 or 20 minutes ago. So he didn't get it, get wet, so he's headed off. But he's back at uh, Dawn Square again at 1 o'clock because he's doing a television interview with uh, Paul Byrne from Virgin Media News. So he's very much in the news. I haven't heard a response from City Council yet, but we'll pick up on it in the morning. No response from City Hall yet. I continue to wait for one. We'll wait and see when that happens. Let's see if they do actually stop the pigeon. Lines open on one 850 You can text 86 We'll wrap after these. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. I mentioned this in the morning, but I just literally got a response from Cork City Council's Communication Department. Thank you for it. They say, and I quote, a number of complaints were made by nearby businesses about bird feeding at Dawn Square. Cork City Council works with local traders and stakeholders to resolve issues that arise around littering and nuisance issues to traders and the public alike. It is understood that a gentleman who likes to feed the birds in the area was asked by a member of Cork City Council staff if he would consider feeding the birds in another site, for example, Bishop Lucy Park, because of the complaints from nearby businesses. He was told, he was not told, and they're categorically saying this, he was not told that he would be fined, and Cork City Council will not be issuing a litter fine to this gentleman. End of statement. Uh, So they are categorically saying that there were a number of complaints made by nearby businesses about the feeding of the birds, but good to hear that he's not going to be moved on, um, and he certainly, they're saying, will not be issued a fine. So you've got to wonder what the point of it was. I suppose the point of it was, would you think about moving to somewhere else? No? Okay, then, carry on. Back in the morning, uh, text 0868104106. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. 
Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.